0: Today's episode is brought to you by the Weyland Corporation. Need a job? Apply today at the Weyland Corporation. Here at Weyland, we are the top manufacturers of space travel, technology, military weaponry, resource management, and space exploration. Are you someone that is willing to sacrifice the little things like the environment or human life in favor of alien research breakthroughs and huge profits? Then Weyland is the place to work. Come join our current program to help the team discover new outerworldly beings and get living samples. You are guaranteed the job. We are constantly hiring the Wayland Corporation. So great. (laughs) And welcome to another new exciting episode of Cineversal Nerds. I am Brian. I'm Jesse. And on today's episode, we will be focusing on franchises, uh, horror franchises or series uh, and our favorites of them uh so many there there are there's a lot more franchises in the other genres a lot more like action franchises and sci-fi franchises i mean there's like 20-something bond movies i guess that's i think either james bond or godzilla has the most movies that feature that character oh gosh i can't think of which one i want to say bond has more and then godzilla is like second but that's also if you're counting all the reboots and remakes and things right, like no, that, that sure. feature the actual character. But um, but today, since it's still October, it's actually October 23rd, uh, near the end of the month, we are focusing on horror. Now, I kind of have a rule with franchises or series. I uh, uh, At least the ones we're going to talk about is it's got to be four or more movies in the set. Yeah. Um, If you just have three, that makes it just a trilogy. I mean, but there also is that argument that only four of them makes it a quadrilogy, which is not a real word, but I remember seeing that word because when they... This was before like Prometheus came out mm-hmm. and they they just had the four alien movies and like the first time they ever put it on a box set. I remember I got it. It was like nine discs.
1: <laughs> this thing it like folded out. It was called the
0: Alien Quadrilogy. Oh and, uh, that's awesome. it even like had all the discs like it you would unfold it. It looked like pictures in a wallet. It was just <laughs> it was it was tall. It was like half the size of me.
1: Nice. It just
0: folded out. Um that thing was really cool looking, but now because we have more movies is now a franchise <laughs> it was a franchise
1: right well scream was uh what do you call it
0: quadrilogy quadrilogy yes. i did not
1: want to slaughter that but now with the other movie coming out it is a franchise it's a franchise, it it, franchise
0: anyway oh no for sure it's not a trilogy anymore but
1: i think that's the only and, one we have on our list that only has four movies I think um, the rest have way more
0: i may have wrote a couple down that may have that i'm okay, um, not list. sure yet <laughs> um but uh there were other ones that we could have considered to be franchises, but because they had, like, spinoff TV shows that go with it, like, I didn't I didn't really want to put uh, the Evil Dead series in this, because uh-huh. there are three movies, a uh-huh. remake, and then the series. It's technically a franchise. Right. But because there's only three main movies, and then the remake, I mean, we're going to focus more on the longer ones. Yeah. Um oh, for sure you know the but you know the franchise has been around for for a while actually. I mean, I remember, you know, I wasn't alive during this, but I but I do know that they had franchises during like the the universal monsters era. Like there's a lot of Dracula movies, a lot of Frankenstein monster movies and the mummy and stuff like that. But I think with, with today, today will just be I I got a couple for that started in the 60s, couple in the 70s and then 80s through through now. So.
2: Okay.
0: Which is like all the decades. Except. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so um, but you know, before we start, let's uh, get with uh, what we watched last. Um, I understand you just finally saw Halloween Kills, so I let did. me hear what you thought about <laughs> that. I, I couldn't I, talk much about it last time, but now we, now we can.
1: Yeah, and again, I I'm not going to give away any details. You know, I
0: I was thinking about that. It is on Peacock, and it has been out for a little while. Um,
1: but not long enough. I don't want to give anything away. But I will say it was some of it was super cheesy and i but i was just like i I was a little tipsy okay when i watched this even in the theaters because you know they sell alcohol now in the theater and uh i went with my friend and we had a freaking great time
0: yeah uh yelling
1: well not yelling because you know we're in the theater and there's other people around but we were probably ki- kind of a little hey you. you guys are probably <laughs> the only
0: ones having a great but, time yeah, we were laughing and
1: you know calling people out and yeah it was it was so fun so
0: um and and as i mentioned last time i enjoyed it um i, I like the one from 2018 better as a movie but it you know it goes with it um and i can't wait for the third one i thought there was a little more action in this one well yeah it's the title (laughs) it's kind of like machete and machete kills he he definitely Um, like i'm not
1: going to give it away but he definitely does not disappoint in the kill department
0: no yeah and and honestly he's the only really good character in the movie besides big and little john which we won't elaborate on who those are but but we we do like him great i understand the people's hatred for those characters like this movie's pretty divisive who
1: hates on them
0: um but, you know, because a lot of people do, do do make the Halloween series, the franchise, uh, they do put it on a pretty high pedestal, mm-hmm. um, which some of them in the series, in my opinion, yes, they they're great. But there are others in the series that are, I'm sorry, they're terrible to me. They're, oh, they're cheesy, and I know that it, at the time period, like, I know you know, you it hate is the cheesy. One with Paul Rudd. I don't hate it. Okay,
1: but you, but you I do
0: hate that. highly dislike we, it. <laughs> we will talk about it when we talk <laughs> yes, about that that's franchise. that's true. We're getting
1: a little hot of ourselves. Um,
0: and I do count this in the series, even though that the this and the last one eliminate like two through eight. It's still part of the franchise. It still has the Michael Myers character, yeah. so it's still and even the Rob Zombie ones. I, I do count them that, because they feature Michael Myers. And I do count Halloween three because it's called Halloween three. <laughs> so um, if right. it was just called Spirit of, or Season of the Witch, I I wouldn't count it in the right. series. Oh for sure. But there it's actually a, is a scene yeah. in Season of the Witch where the where, where they're watching the first Halloween. So you do get technically Michael Myers is yeah. in that movie.
1: But not really. anyways, don't. we'll
0: we'll get to that Swallow when alert. we talk don't about watch the series. That one.
1: Um, um, it's good. I mean you, you can watch it, but if you if you're expecting Michael, don't watch it but well, okay, but I do have to say something about this it is it kind of reminded me of like when you were talking about fast and furious f9 F9. and you were like you just got to go watch it just don't just embrace the ridiculousness and yeah i think this movie is the same way you just have to like go and just kind of have fun with it like i did because i knew that it wasn't going to be like
0: right And that like
1: i wasn't expecting anything i guess okay
0: like well that was also my argument for malignant too yeah but well,
1: yeah, but that's a different story. But
0: <laughs> I know you didn't like it, but I I, I, I loved I, it. I it's tried
1: to. I even watched it a second time, and it's I just okay. It didn't it, speak
0: to you. It spoke to it me though. I mean, there were um, certain
1: parts. Like I will give it to you. Like there are certain parts that were kind of cool, and I, I, I get, but I don't know. That girl drove me nuts. Her acting.
0: Um. It's terrible. Almost all the characters in Halloween Kills bugged me. <laughs> 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 and I would rather take the girl in Malignant over like. 80% of the people in Halloween kills. I don't kills. know. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty Maybe bad. Maybe I wasn't
1: so tipsy. Um <laughs>
0: It's a different thing. Maybe you need to watch Malignant drunk and I bet you you might have a different. <laughs>
1: Maybe. I don't know. It. I'll give it a um, chance. Probably not. But don't I can't drunk, I
0: can't so. make anybody like that movie. But I but it you know, I have seen like not all but a lot of horror movies released in 2021 and out of all of them Malignant was the best to me.
1: Yeah. And that's fine. Like I'm not judging you at all for that.
0: And Halloween kills yes it has is different. has its flaws. Um, like I said last time, there is no, you know, resolution because it is the second film of a of an already planned trilogy. So it's like, you know, at the end of Two Towers, we know that it, it, Return of the King is coming and it's like about to get into this big thing. And, and mm-hmm. then it ends and you're like, oh, come on. And then yeah. you're like, oh, crap, I got to wait for the next movie. Um, that's kind of how it is. And that I'm, I'm, actually, that's the only comparison I have to this new Dune movie because I saw Dune last night. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't wait. Uh, I to watch that. It's the new movie by Denis Villeneuve. I hope I pronounced that right. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And I've said Timothy
1: this, Timothy But
0: I've I've said this before. But I've enjoyed every single movie by this director. i I think he is one of the best directors that work that's working today. All of his movies are just so well directed, so well shot, so well acted. But this is this is opinionated stuff. Um, what was his name? He
1: said
0: Denis Villeneuve.
1: What's the other things so that he has done? He
0: did Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake oh, okay. Gyllenhaal. He did Blade Runner 2049. He did the two Sicario movies with uh, oh, Josh Brolin and Benicio them. Del Toro. Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal and Arrival with Amy Adams. and. I did see that. And, um, I did not see Jeremy any Renner. of
1: the Sicario or Sicario enemy. Great movies. Oh, Sicario, it, it's, sorry.
0: He has a, a style with his movies and all of them, especially Blade Runner and especially this Dune, visually amazing now it is kind of it's not flashy with colors and explosions and all these things going around like a like a transformer movie
2: yeah
0: this one is it's detailed and and some people can argue and say that it's pretty boring colors and just boring landscape but it looks incredible for what it is it's
1: called dune (laughs) right (laughs) um i mean mm. but i
0: treat this movie it's like because it is a part one of two now, he did adapt this from the, the, the book, which is longer than the Bible. <laughs> that book is a very long book and was also always deemed as like the, one of the hardest things to adapt to film. Um, I'm not comparing this to the David Lynch film from the 80s. Um, that one's, that was entertaining in its own right, but I, I can't compare the two. But this one, I was, I, was vi- I was visually blown away. The music and the sound really blew me away. I am already predicting an Oscar nomination for sound mixing and at least a nomination for score. Hans Zimmer does the score and it's really unlike anything I've heard from him and Mm -hmm. he usually does those big budget epic movies and they kind of have sort of similar things but he's got something different going on in here and like so, Dune, yes, it is available on HBO Max, but please, God, do not watch it on HBO I Max first. I I'm
1: literally going to say, I'm <clears> going to watch
0: <throat> it on HBO no, Max. No, don't. This is a theater experience movie. This <laughs> is, The theater is the best way to experience this movie um, because of the surround sound. Like I said, the sound mixing is so good. Um, everybody's going to have their opinions on the acting and, and uh, the story. It is a little of a slow burn. It does run at 2 hours and 47 minutes. But like I said, it's I I, I think of it as like I'm fellow... I'm going to
1: watch it on HBO Max. You would.
0: And <laughs> I, I, I look at it as... That's like me saying... Almost you know, three hours. I know, but that's like me saying, oh, Fellowship of the Ring's coming out? Nah, I'm just going to watch it at home. I'm on my <laughs> yeah, little TV.
1: That is a totally different scenario.
0: Not really, because they're both similar. They're both epics. They're both about storytelling and building. They're both based on books that are hugely popular. Ooh. And... They yeah, have but Dune another is not part coming.
1: So it's different, because a lot of people love Lord of the Rings, so if there's another Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings to come out, that's totally different experience to go in the theaters. But I will see it but in it's, the theater, but it, but okay? But it's,
0: it's similar, though. I mean, but Dune had a series, actually, in the 90s. Uh, and there's more than one book. There's a bunch of books. There's six of them.
1: Well, I know, but that's... Okay. that's so that... Okay.
0: It, it's it's very similar, but I'm saying the movie's like Fellowship, where I'm watching it and it is just building characters. There's a lot of characters in this movie, like in this story, a lot, A lot of. I mean, you've seen the cast list; it's huge. Yeah, and you do spend time with 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 some of them. There's some you don't spend time with because I think they're saving them for the the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it ends, it just kind of ends, kind of like Fellowship did, and you're just kind of like, oh, what, wait, uh, I got to wait for the next one, (laughs) so (laughs) got to wait for the next one. And if you, you know, I'm not really spoiling it saying it's part one because in the the opening title when it says Dune, it says Dune Part One. Unfortunately, it doesn't say that in the marketing, so maybe that's why people don't know. know But the book is huge, and they can't possibly. I mean, David Lynch fit the whole his version of the book into the the 80s movie and it's like 35 minutes later he gets into the second part and this one is two hours and 47 minutes that's including credits so it's a little less than that um but like i said it is it is a slow burn movie it's not your typical eye candy sci-fi movie this the the type of sci-fi this movie is is the kind that i want to see more of but i don't think it's going to be as big um It's the same thing that happened with Blade Runner 2049. See, I I love that movie. I thought that was a visual masterpiece as well. Um, But I think because of the slow burn and the the world building, it just didn't catch a lot of people's eyes. A lot of people want fast stuff. They want explosions. They want kind of, you know, everything kind of handed to them uh, in a way. And... That's why we have, like, seven Transformer movies. I mean, you can you can make fun of them and say those movies suck or the or all nine Fast and the Furious movies suck, but those movies are explosions and they hand everything to you and it's all flashy stuff and eye candy stuff. So, of course, those are going to make more money and they're going to keep making sequels to that. That sucks to me that we live in that kind of world, but it is what it is. But I'm going to move on from that. I'm not going to get too much into it. But, I like I said, I really, really liked it. Um... I think it's my favorite movie of the year so far, but it's just opinion. Um, can't wait for next week. Last night in Soho, will be there opening day. Haven't seen the new Bond yet, Antlers but I do want to see it out next week. Right? Antlers as well. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that gets a wide release. It almost looks like it's only going to be in a couple of theaters. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so we'll see. Um, have you been continuing your 31 days of horror?
1: Oh yeah, but um, <clears throat> see, I've been watching TV shows for horror. Well, I don't even know if this would be horror. It's just Halloween. Um, But I'm trying to get out of that and watch more movies. But I I did watch Candyman, the 1992 one. And then I finished Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which that is horror. Definitely horror. Yeah. But but it's like a creepy, dark, twisted Sabrina. And uh, I finished the fourth season and final season. And then I started a show called Witches of East End, which was 2013 to 14, and it was only two seasons. And the way it ends, there was they definitely did not know that they were gonna get canceled, and it kind of sucks because that show was really good, but it does suck.
0: That's how Reaper ends, and that's and it sucks when that got canceled because it <clears throat> lasted the very last episode of that in season two. You're you're like. I mean, I, I actually rewatched it recently, and I forgot how it, how it yeah. ended. And I was like, oh, this is where it's going to get good. Shit, it's over. Yeah. Oh, <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I know. I hate that. And I was like, for some reason, I thought it ended it in a different way. Um, but because I've watched it before, and I just rewatched it because I just, you know, it's been years, and I just forget a lot. And it's like, I hate to recommend it to people because of how it ends. But I still think it's worth the watch it's obviously
0: about witches but. right and, and i count that sure and
1: magic and yeah it, it's very good
0: absolutely just you know it's hollow it's it's october doesn't necessarily mean it should be all horror just yeah, oh just no. horror related I, I did horror watch, adjacent you know. yeah I will say you know we, we watch it's the great pumpkin charlie brown and that's totally right <laughs> i usually save ones like that for <clears throat> like right on halloween
1: yeah i mean we did continue american horror story too uh the oh you got into the double the black feature, and white yeah. one watch two episodes
0: i like the black and white i thought that was pretty yeah,
1: cool i'm just like bored <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it's because it, it's two cause it, more episodes. it's because it, like, it started
0: so strong in that i first know story
1: <laughs> there's like only two episodes left and i'm just like how is what like when is this gonna pick up i hope the last two episodes are good <laughs> i but. haven't
0: i haven't got back into it either uh but i like i said last time i do like the actor that plays the president it's uh neil mcdonough yeah comic book fans would know him from the captain america movies yeah i know him from ravenous
1: but other than that i just watched um that's about it i did did watch the 2018 halloween again before i watched halloween kills to to get yourself a refresher yeah
0: um, I continued my sequelathon of um surprise, of,
1: surprise. of
0: thirty-one days of horror. I mean, I did see Dune, which is not a horror movie, but I really wanted to see that mm-hmm. uh, opening. Is so I don't really count that because I did watch a sequel movie that evening, so we're good. But uh, you know, so last time we talked, it was uh, it's from the eighteenth to today. So the eighteenth, I I did Insidious two chapter two, yeah, okay, um, which I like. I know a lot of people give it a lot of shit. I mean, yes, it is kind of what back to the future 2 did just kind of re did the first one in a different angle but um but i liked it i don't Uh, like a lot of things the 19th uh return to house on haunted hill which was straight to video sequel to the the remake and you know it's not bad no it's it's not better than the other one but it's totally watchable yeah
1: i think i watched it a few years ago uh
0: the 20th was poltergeist 2 uh not my favorite of the trilogy probably my least favorite because my actual favorites part three no disrespect to the original. Great movie. But I like the third one the best.
1: I don't know if I've ever seen it. That's
0: the one in the skyscraper and the guy in the mirror. It's, it has to do with mirrors and stuff. Oh, my God. That one's creepy huh. to me. Um yeah,
1: interesting. I've never seen
0: it. Uh, the 20... 20- oh, sorry. Heard
1: of, oh, no. I was just going to say I've heard of it. I just have not watched it.
0: And, and uh, But I will say all three of them are better than the, the remake that they did in the mid-2000s. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Although I did have Sam Rockwell, we I talked know, I was about just him. Sam that. Rockwell He's was one the of my only faves. watchable things in it. Um, uh, the 21st, I did Child's Play 2.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, which was fun. Um, 22nd, I did Hatchet 2, uh, and I wanted to watch a hatchet movie anyways. I'm a big Adam, Adam Green fan because I've actually started recently listening to his podcast. His podcast has been out for years. He has like over four hundred episodes, and I showed you the first few episodes yeah. of Holliston. Oh yeah, and their 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 show in I that that show that. was the Movie Crypt. That's where they work at the, the public yeah. access or whatever. They're they're it's those same two guys, and they have the podcast, and their podcast is called the Movie Crypt.
2: Oh okay.
0: and if you think our episodes are long, holy crap, their episodes are like two and a half hours a piece. But they also interview. Uh, famous horror actors and directors oh and producers i just listened to That'd the be one
1: awesome if we did that
0: i know but i recommend listening to them and if you're a horror fan out there totally listen to their podcast I, I i listen to them on spotify but uh they i, I listened to the one where they did with uh, lee winnell the writer of saw and dead mm-hmm. silence and cooties and he's talking about all that he's talking about how he you know got to make saw it's so fascinating plus he is a super hilarious guy now they did do this like years ago so he when they're when they're interviewing or when they're talking to him he's like just about to like make or release insidious 3 which was his directorial debut um but you know listening to those guys they're so great they're they're like us i mean there's just but they're they're you know professional movie makers (laughs) that's the only difference but like they're super they like to nerd out on all these famous people and now i'm actually listening to the one with james gunn that they're talking to uh so i wanted to watch uh an Adam Green movie, so I chose Hatchet Two because it is the sequel. And then today I watched. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I watched Blair Witch Two. Oh <laughs> um,
1: gosh, you really are. <laughs> You're desperate. <laughs> I'm just uh, you know,
0: I, there are things that I like about it. It's. Uh, I thought the idea behind it was cool. Like, it wasn't just like the first one again. And it was like, if you you know the first one, it's like it's real. It's with real people, and then the second one is about fans who liked the first one as a movie. So this is real, and then s- stuff happens to him. So yeah. I thought the idea of it was really cool. It just because I had so many bad things happen during production with different writers and different producers that it, the the final product ended up such a mess. But if you <laughs> if you like really read about it, they had. Great ideas of how they really wanted to do this movie, but producers, um, was like, nah, 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 make it a gory movie. Like, they didn't even want to have gore in this yeah. in the movie at all. They had a completely different thing going, they didn't even want the metal soundtrack that was put on it. You know, they had, um, like Frank Sinatra that was the opening credit song, and the producers, like, nah, nah, metal. And so now we have Marilyn Manson. <laughs> so it, the tone of it changed completely with that song. Now, I do like that song, but
1: i got that movie in an easter basket one year
0: happy easter here's blair witch (laughs) 2 well
1: my mom would always (laughs) buy me vhs's that i've never seen or whatever and so she would just buy me the most random things and some of them ended up being like some of my favorite stuff but
0: hey you gotta treasure blair witch 2 forever now because of that so
1: i don't have that copy anymore but
0: you can borrow mine
1: i (laughs) I do have the trilogy Uh, (laughs) i did watch it actually a couple years ago so i'm fine for
0: another it's not bad six years uh it just has one of the i just want to add one last thing about that movie it it has the the most misleading title um it's it's called book of shadows blair witch 2 there's not there's no book in the movie there is no book of shadows so calling it that I, i don't know what they were thinking makes no sense but I also, just you know, cool. Night Killer doesn't make sense either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't wait till we talk about oh that. God, I just got my copy there. in the mail, yeah, we too. we again. <laughs> so great. All right, so that uh, wraps it up for what we watched last. So franchises, yeah. Um, I thought I'd start with one, and then uh, we can just take turns if you want. Okay. Um, I kind of did mine. Uh,
1: mine are not in order, so... I mean, they're
0: not in order, but I did, um, like, I have one that started uh in the 60s uh like the first well no, the first movie started in the 60s but then the second one was in the 70s and then the third one was in the 80s you know and it just it kept going for a little bit that's night of the living dead which was 1968 classic Mm -hmm. black and white zombie movie george a romero the godfather of zombies um I I actually met the man George Romero I went to a horror convention met him such a nice guy he I I met him in like 2016 I mean he was so nice so humble he was like like talking to like a grandfather you know that just a nice grandfather that was like didn't just loved hearing you talk about horror movies and zombies he would listen and everything he's so humble I uh, got his autograph and that was one of the best moments ever and then sadly a year later he did pass away. Um mm-hmm. but um, I'm very happy I got to meet him. Well he he you know he pretty much started the zombie evolution I guess uh in 1968 and because of that movie it inspired so many things today um, like a good chunk of zombie anything is inspired from that. Like Walking Dead totally inspired from that. Um, his movies were all about the slow walkers, uh, zombies. <clears> yeah, <laughs> my voice is cracking today. <laughs> I, I need would. Some, I need something to drink. <laughs> if <laughs> but, uh,
1: uh, God forbid a zombie apocalypse ever happens, I know that that probably won't be the case. But yeah, the, does
0: you want the slow walkers? Oh fuck! Yes. I don't know. I think there, I don't want I think, the fast
1: fuckers. I, think, I cannot run worth a shit.
0: Okay, I would. I, I get that. I think either would suck. To be honest, well,
1: I know. But if you would had one or the other, yeah. It'd Probably be the walkers,
0: um, but uh yeah. Not so, but runners. I don't consider the fast runners to be zombies. I don't. It's that, just scary th- shit. That's just me. Like, but I don't consider them to be categorized as, as zombies. I consider them as infected. Mm-hmm. It's just like in Resident Evil, those movies. <clears throat> They were they were running all over the place, but they were never really referred to as zombies. They were referred to as infected. Same with 28 Days Later. Well, what about they World War Z? They were just infected. Aren't they
1: fast in that?
0: They were stupid fast in that, yeah. and climbing over each other and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I didn't really um, like that movie, but... But, you know, to me, you know, with the zombie, I mean, your, your body's, like, dead and deteriorating, so having this burst of energy to run makes no yeah. logical sense. But I know zombies aren't real, but you know what I mean? That just doesn't make sense like right. it, it makes sense to be limping and pulling your your broken leg and stuff like but, that
1: see that's what i was thinking like when i was watching the walking dead like when i was catching up on it because the final season is on tv right now mm. and um
0: is it the final it seems like they always want to make... well
1: they have a couple spin-off series so they it's still happening it's just the actual main story it's the oh. final season yes for sure final season on tv right now but anyway um i was watching it and i was telling josh i was like don't you think that after so many years, like they just wouldn't even be an issue anymore because they would be so deteriorated that, like, how would they even be able well, to like walk at a certain point?
0: Yeah, or maybe they'll evolve like we do. I don't know,
1: but I was like just watching it. I'm like, there's no way that all of these zombies are like not.
0: Or you know, it'll be totally like uh, apart at this point or something else will happen and there'll be some, the bigger threat than the zombies that, um, is worse, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, not talking necessarily walking dead, but just, you know, as time goes on or be like 28 days later where eventually they just run out of energy and they run out of, you know, brains to eat and blood and flesh to eat that they just kind of die off.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um,
0: well, there were 6 movies in the okay, Night of the yeah, Living Dead. You're fine. <laughs> there were 6 movies in the series, uh, and then George passed away. Um, I'm not sure if uh they're going to continue them or not. But uh there was there was a planned 7th movie, but with his passing, I don't I'm not sure if that one's going to get finished or not. But we we did get the sequel Dawn of the Dead in 1978, which great great movie. Um, you know, as far as zombie movies go, I, and this is uh, all opinionated, uh, Night Living Dead, masterpiece to mm-hmm. me as far as a horror zombie movie. And then, you know, you get a sequel, Dawn of the Dead. I think it's, it's an equal masterpiece I as well. I honestly
1: didn't think that those were li- related at all. I didn't know that. They, they don't have any... I thought any Dawn of the Dead was like... A,
0: by itself? Yeah. They don't have... Day of the Dead and all of any that. Any reoccurring characters, but the timeline... Because the Night of the Living Dead was the start of the zombie outbreak, oh, okay. and then Dawn of the Dead, it it was kind of the start of the outbreak, but then it, somewhere else, taking place somewhere else. Because, oh, okay. um, and he went color in that movie, yeah. so uh, which was which was great. The music was really good. Um, but then in 1985, we got Day of the Dead, which I will admit, when I first saw it at a young age, I didn't really care for it. And it, it it took me until now to rewatch it and be like, this is actually really great. Yeah. It is different. It's um, it's debatable whether you like this one or, or Dawn or Night Better, but I, I just rate them all three as good movies together. And then we never – we didn't – and George Romero, you know, he kind of took a break from zombie movies and did some other things, and then we didn't get a fourth movie until 2005, which was Land of the Dead. Um which we got actors like Dennis Hopper and John Leguizamo. Again,
1: I did not know that um, was even related to those. Uh, That is so funny. I just, again, thought it was just a standalone movie, and I do remember that.
0: Yeah, and I, I really liked it. But sadly, it didn't do as well as we all hoped because... That was during a period where zombie movies like kind of came had a comeback and there Mm -hmm. were a ton of zombie movies at that time I mean even Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake was around that time so yeah it got lost in all those other movies which which just sucks because like I said George Romero is the godfather of zombies and for him to make a movie in the 2000s a fourth dead movie only for it to get lost uh, in the mix. That's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's sad. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. Um, there's a great cameo of Simon Pegg. Shaun of the Dead came out around that time, too. So there's a great cameo of Simon Pegg and director Edgar Wright, and they play zombies in, in the movie <laughs> in, in one scene, awesome. uh, which is pretty great. Um, after that, in 2007, we, we got... Uh, so that was the last theatrical movies. The first four were in theaters, so the, the other two were straight to video and... They're not the greatest, but I but I respected George Romero because he was getting old, but he still liked making zombie movies, so I totally just respected him for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so there, our fifth one was uh, Diary of the Dead in 2007, which kind of took the found footage angle a little bit, but it was a little more polished-looking. It wasn't gritty. Like, it was still shaky cam, but it was professionally... Professional shaky cam, so it was kind of <laughs> weird because it is about these and they almost it's almost a prequel because it uh, mm-hmm. takes place right at the start of the outbreak but it's these it. these kids that want to make like a horror movie these college kids and the zombie apocalypse happens and they capture it on their camera
2: okay. and, what year you know, this? Okay.
0: and you know 2007 it, and you know it's told from the perspective of one of the survivors because she's narrating it and she found the footage and edit it together and put music in for effect like those were her words so it was a found footage movie but it was edited (laughs) like a movie it was it was very strange but Mm. i i enjoyed it it wasn't the greatest but i but i enjoyed it
1: i'd watch it
0: they did do a follow-up to that which went back to the tip the normal way of filming uh it's called survival of the dead which came out in 2009 and that did have a couple of characters from diary of the dead so you could say that's the only one that had reoccurring characters um probably the worst out of all of them but watchable Mm -hmm. that's all i can say on it um
1: yeah they wanted him to uh direct scream actually
0: and uh, resident evil oh see i did not know that yeah that would have been interesting i would have loved to seen what he would have done because zombies you know Mm -hmm. but he probably would have focused on just the zombies (laughs) and not the other monsters um yeah, George, uh, he had a good, he had a good career and a good life. I'll, I'll always treasure the time I got to meet him. And yeah, that's he was, zombie. he was such an influence to everybody. And, you know, I think his movies actually started that whole trend of, uh, you know, to kill a zombie, shoot him in the brain. Now his zombies are different. People do get them confused because there's a new day of the dead show coming and like yep,
2: these zombies sci-fi. like brains, yeah,
0: you know, like more brains, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And, that that's not a Romero thing. That's from the Return of the Living Dead series, which is different and more comedic. Um, almost they were almost like parodies of the Night of the Living Dead. Um, they even you know in 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 Return of the Living Dead, which was I believe Dan O'Bannon was their director, um, the director. there's characters in it that that uh, talk about Night of the Living Dead, like because it's in the movie theater, and then they start you know saying did you know that movie was based on a true story you know and like it's really silly um but their their uh their zombies were all about walking around and saying brains brains like that it was that movie that did that Mm -hmm. um that's another great series i was gonna put that on here um because there are five movies in that series but those are very obscure uh the first one isn't the first and second one are, are pretty popular but once you get to three four and five it's i don't know many people that have seen those but those are interesting to watch your turn what do you got
1: um well we can (laughs) um talk about scream Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah (laughs) um i know a lot of this movie this franchise is not a lot of people's favorite but uh
0: it's not a lot of people's favorite now for some reason. But when know. it came out, it was evolutionary. I, I will admit this. I love was... these
1: movies so much. Like I watch them every year. Like I just love them. I don't know why. I know they're it, cheesy. I know the killer's changed. cheesy. Like I love Ghostface. Like I, I just love these. And the, the which funny enough is the original title of this film was actually Scary Movie. It's, that's
0: true. <laughs> that's that very true.
1: And watching Scary Movie, like I actually saw Scary Movie before I saw the actual first Scream, which <laughs> you, I know I've said this that. before. <laughs> yeah, because the second Scream is the first one I ever saw. So um, right,
0: and I mean, did it? So you, you okay? So you first saw Scary Movie, didn't get a lot of the jokes. Yeah, and, but then the first Scream movie you watched was Scream Two. So how did that whole scene in the beginning, when they're in the movie theater watching a movie called Stab, did that do anything for you? <laughs> you didn't I, know that was, was based like on the first young. movie. I was pretty
1: young, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, I I I didn't really know. What I actually saw the second screen before I saw a scary movie, and then I watched the first.
0: Right, so it's even more Yeah, so, yeah <laughs> even it was. Out of I horror. was very
1: out of order because you know like I wasn't allowed to watch Scream (laughs) I wasn't even allowed to watch Scary Movie for obvious reasons well yeah I
0: think you know and um,
1: it's funny because I watched that behind my parents back me and my friend Melissa
0: Scary Movie yeah Mm.
1: and then like uh, my dad calls and he didn't know that we were watching this movie so this is hilarious and he left a message and we didn't know it was my dad because you know it was back when people had landlines and
0: Mm -hmm. whatever and so he
1: left a a message that said, I know what you're doing or something like that. (laughs) Or like
0: What's your favorite skip movie?
1: Like yeah, he said something which it was like, you know, I know what you did last summer. But like we were like, (laughs) Oh my god We were like, What the fuck? Like we were freaking out and so freaked out that like because we didn't know it was my dad, because he used, like, a weird voice. And we're like, how did he know we were watching <laughs> he, this movie? Did he have and... one of those
0: voice changers like they did in the movie? <laughs>
1: no, but that would have been hilarious. <laughs> and then he called back, and he's like, oh, hi, you know, nothing about it. And I'm like, will we just watch this movie? And he's like, oh, that movie you're not supposed to be watching? Mm.
0: Busted.
1: Yeah, but it's just so funny and ironic that that happened.
0: But... No, I, I yeah, <laughs> I, I like the Scream movies. Um, I got to say, it's the first... Uh, financially successful meta horror movie and it, it's kind of well there there was a meta horror that came out before and it was even directed by Wes Craven Wes Craven directed all four of mm-hmm. the movies um, and then sadly he passed away in 2015 another legend that I will always miss
1: yeah he only signed um, on because Drew Barrymore was actually originally supposed to be Sidney Prescott right. But then she decided to change it. So I wonder what he thought about that after he already signed on just for her.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but I do like that he did what Psycho did and kill off the main star of the movie, like, right there well, in, in the Drew, beginning. Well, that's
1: why Drew Barrymore wanted to be yeah, that, that character. Great. Because she, she wanted to switch because she's like, well, someone famous like me, you know, you wouldn't expect to just die off right. in the beginning. So she wanted to be that character because it'd be more mm-hmm. of a surprise.
0: But he did get inspired so. from from Psycho to do that. But uh, but yeah, I remember so many people were pissed off at that. <laughs> but I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, I I do like him. Like like I was saying, there was a uh, meta horror that came out before that by Wes Craven, but it just didn't. I loved it, but it just didn't have that financial success that Scream had, and that was uh, New Nightmare, the last Freddy movie. Oh, Okay. Because that was about like the making of a Freddy movie. And the actors played the real versions of themselves. And then there was a real Freddy in the movie terrorizing yeah. them. So I thought that was really cool. But it didn't really catch on. Um, no, Scream was great. 1996. And I, I uh, talk about scream here and there because we do have a new one coming out in january Mm -hmm. which i've mentioned is the worst month to release a horror movie i mean (laughs) i hope it i hope it it does well but man january horror movies always tank no matter what it is but uh a lot of people forgot or didn't know but all four all four screams are rated r and you really wouldn't know because there's no nudity in any of them. Well it was
1: originally giving an um, NC 17 rating, and it took them nine times to yeah. get a rated R rating because of the violence
0: there's There's violence, um, but it's not like really bad violence. I know That surprised
1: it, me because some of these other movies
0: yeah it's uh there's a, there a lot of cussing in it, so you could get you can get a rated R for cussing for right. sure, um, but I think it's because of the subject matter is kind of what pushed the rating as well yeah. um kids i mean not kids but you know um school setting killings things like that i mean it did kind of influence actual killers well this in was real crime and stuff.
1: semi based on something really that happened
0: yeah and then more things happened after yeah. that movie, oh well yeah so, because there was those um, two
1: teenage boys i remember right. this and i hear this story all the time but we're not going to get into that but yeah yeah no this really i'm sure didn't. there's
0: true crime podcast you can listen to about that yeah
1: that last but, um, scene actually took like 21 days to shoot that party scene yeah like, the last yeah
0: and there's they're great characters in the movie like all of them had their own personalities and i liked them um you know like matthew lillard was great yeah it, and Everybody I remember was good. watching and that and it was
1: like such a surprise even though I did see Scary Movie but like I, I still like it was still yeah. just like a surprise to me
0: and even their parodies they, the, the in the parodies and, and Scary Movie they did a pretty good job parroting those characters yeah. pretty well <laughs> um, but I also like that this one had the same cast for all the movies well at mm-hmm. least you know eventually they started kind of dying off but like they, the basic like the cast it, it wasn't really change or anything they did add a few people as the movies go on, which you know, like Patrick Dempsey in three, <laughs> actually three was probably the worst in my opinion out of the yeah. the four. Um, but it's it's watchable. You, you need to watch it if you're watching in or, in oh, order. Definitely. But I it, I'm kind of I mean how do you who do you think is going to be the killer in the new one? Like you know we kind of so we had Scream three. It was her. Like, do you
1: think it's going to be like a return person?
0: Maybe. I mean, there's speculation that it's David Arquette. But, like, a lot of people are like, well, Dewey's kind of, his IQ is pretty low, and having him mastermind all this seems very unrealistic. I will Um,
1: give it this. He actually seems, but again, it's just the trailer, but he actually seems, like, semi-normal again. Because he kind of got over the top for a while Maybe that's a misdirection.
0: Who knows yeah. with these movies? It's like he, um, he
1: saw Scream and he was like, I'm actually going to act like that. Like for real <laughs> act like that. And I feel like he did for a couple movies and I'm like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs>
1: You're acting Maybe he's just...
0: like Maybe he's like Doofy from Scary Movie well, where that's he, what I'm he acts like, like an idiot yeah. and then just like totally Kaiser so yeah. at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe, but... Oh. So I was kind of excited about that. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to be normal. But...
0: Some people have theories it's another relative of sydney because we had you know the third movie was her half brother and Mm -hmm. then the fourth movie was what her her cousin cousin yeah right so now now people are saying her twin sister or something (laughs) or it's her mom who didn't really die um some people say it's Stu may he magically survived getting a tv on his head in the first movie um billy Billy, yeah, maybe Billy. Well, he did get shot right in the forehead. Yeah, I, I doubt that because <laughs> if, if, if he did survive that, he would be in a wheelchair saying like two words, you know, over and yeah, over again.
2: Yeah, no, it's probably not.
0: Him. Um, so you know, maybe maybe it's Cotton Weary. He didn't really die. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's Sydney herself. Actually, I don't know.
1: Now that would be great.
0: But I mean, they're they're also basing it on just the one shot in the trailer where the ghost face, and it could just be. Where they do this in trailer, where the 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 character will say something, but when you watch the movie, they're not saying that. That that line is from a different part of the movie, and they just put it together to to make you think. But it's when Ghostface is like, "It's an honor to meet you," He says that to Sydney. So, oh, yeah. but it could be that line could be taken from somewhere else, and they just put that in the trailer yeah. right there so
1: who knows i don't know but i i'm super excited about yeah. it and i will go see it i'm, during... I'm
0: interested to see the direction because like i said sadly wes craven uh didn't do this one we get i, I don't know his name but he did uh ready or not so i'm, I'm interested to see someone new in the franchise and yeah. see what they can do with it and...
1: yeah uh, wes craven actually makes a cameo as a janitor in the first one, and he's uh, wearing like Freddie Krueger's hat and sweater. <laughs> yep, yeah.
0: You say something, I said, is that what he said? Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, because the guy who plays the principal is Robert Shea, the man who owns New Line Cinema, he or he founded it. Yeah, he was the founder of New Line Cinema. So, and his sister is Lynn Shea, and Lynn Shea is in thousands of movies, mostly in New Line movies, but we know her as. The main actress in the uh, Insidious movies, the psychic.
2: Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: and there's something about Mary and like yeah. all of these movies. Yeah, that's um, Robert Shea's sister, the okay. creator, uh, founder of New Line Cinema, which awesome. produced the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, like I said, I hope it does well with, with being oh. in January because. I mean, if you look at the list of horror movies that were released in January in the past decade, you you see the trend. I mean, Underwater yeah. was released in January. The I need to read Bye Bye some. Man was released <laughs> in January. Uh, Hansel and Gretel: Witch Hunters was a January movie. I liked it, but it didn't yeah, do that well.
1: I actually do like that movie too.
0: Um, Texas Chainsaw 3D was a January movie. I like do there's not like these, that. there's these you know, well interesting that you say that because the next franchise i'm talking about is the texas chainsaw massacre which started in 1976 directed by toby hooper now there are eight films in this series i enjoy all of them i wouldn't say that all of them are amazing movies groundbreaking but i love them because just they're so entertaining to watch i like the character of leatherface you know, he's like Jason. He's just misunderstood. You know, he's yeah. he's a, he's on the spectrum and you know, he's he loves his family. That's really that's his character and you know, you do things or say things about his family, he will, you know things will happen with his chainsaw. His <laughs> ridiculously huge chainsaw. Um, I I seen I remember I did watch these sort of in order as a kid. The first one scared the hell out of me. It's still kind of creepy today although it's tame by today's standards of I, violence I watched but
1: the remake was the first one i ever saw the jessica biel one yes
0: mm-hmm. i'll get to that i do yeah. count that in the series um they're not really connecting the only the only two that the, there's only a couple of them that actually connect kind of i mean it's so weird actually when you try to put them in chronological order so we have the first one from 76 the second one was 1986 still directed by Toby Hooper um and more of a comedy as well it was a dark comedy but i that's probably my favorite one because it was just so out there that is a <laughs> sequel to the first movie uh, none of the same a couple of the same actors returned but but m- most of them were recasted but they make reference to the first movie and uh Dennis Hopper in his one of his cheesiest roles ever which is great um is related Uh, to one of the victims of the first movie. So there's the the connection there. We also get Bill Mosley. That was the first time I've ever seen Bill Mosley, and he was chop-top, great character, crazy, zany character.
2: (laughs) Um,
0: Then we had Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. That was the full title in 1990. Um, And that was sort of a soft reboot of the series. It didn't connect to the other two. This series has a a bunch of them where they just kind of soft reboot them to see because <laughs> I think it was a different company. The Texas Two didn't do well, so the people notice. who own the rights were like, "Well, <laughs> if kidding. we reboot it, maybe it has a future of being a, a franchise in this direction." Uh, it was enjoyable. There's some definite dumb parts in it, but there's some great parts. Ken Foree is in it. He was in uh, Dawn of the Dead, and he's sort of um, uh, one of the heroes in the movie, and he's he's awesome. Uh, Leatherface himself, uh, not very great. Um, he does have a really funny scene to me with uh, where he's using a speak-and-spell machine. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's so stupid because he's not very smart. Um, so he's like, you know, they're, they're like his family's like, all right, Junior, now you go do your studies. And he's sitting in a shed doing the speak and spell, and it shows a picture of a, like, a clown, and you're supposed to type in what the picture is. And he just keeps typing in the word food, and it keeps saying, like, no, or it makes the eh sound, and he's just getting frustrated that that's not what it is. Uh, That seems interesting. Um,
1: (laughs) The clown is food. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to eat that.
0: (laughs) So that one didn't do well. So, they soft rebooted it again in 1995 with the Texas Chainsaw, The Next Generation. Very original title there. Um, but it did uh, give the world the first performances of Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Both those actors have said that. It was an embarrassment in their career. <laughs> I want
1: to watch but, it now. But, but
0: they did it a while back, and then it sat in the vault for a while. It didn't get released. It, it got released in okay. in 95, but they made it before that.
1: How long before?
0: I'm not sure exactly. Like I'm going to have to do the research on that. But they it sat there forever until those two actors got going. We had Renee Zellweger and Jerry Maguire, and then we had Matthew McConaughey in A Time to Kill. So once those movies came out, they're like, oh, yeah. We're releasing Next Generation now. So they thought, hey, we could sell this movie because those two big actors are are in this.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, boy, that movie.
1: And they're like, why? Why did you do that to us?
0: Yeah, that was... Oh, but I will say this. It is 100% worth the watch just for Matthew McConaughey. He is the best character in the movie. He is so over the top. It's ridiculous. It's horrifying. But he's so great in whatever character he created for that it's just i can't even you gotta watch it he's so crazy he's he's just balls to the wall nutsoid in that he's like like top of the line nick cage In i that. was just it's gonna so ask
1: or say that that is hilarious and you
0: know what I, I enjoyed his performance in that better than a time to kill now i'm just kidding time to kill is really good <clears saying throat> i don't
1: even know what that it's, is it's uh is that a james bond movie no
0: it's a michael Crichton story, Doesn't I think. It it's, a, sound it's a, like a James Bond. Movie. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> it's a true story. It's a, a crime court. Um, a movie, Kevin Spacey's in it, and uh, um, um, Samuel Jackson. Oh, okay. Um. Anyways, um, yeah. So next generation, not great. They kind of, uh, you know, because Leatherface is is um, he's inspired by Ed Gein, this the killer yeah. from the fifties uh, who you know wore skin of the people. Well he he robbed graves he only really killed i think two people but he you know robbed graves and skinned them and made furniture and lambs wore the and, skin and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and he wore his mother's skin which was where norman bates came from and uh buffalo bill as well from silence of the lambs uh so very disturbing stuff there i'm not going to get too much into yeah. ed gein there's plenty of his stuff on the internet check it out if you're really interested uh, but they kind of went a weird direction with Next Generation. They uh, they they made him a, a cross-dresser. So there's a scene where he's, like, full-on long hair and wearing skin of a woman. Leatherface? Yeah, and wearing makeup. And
2: oh, pretty. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that happened. So, okay, after that movie, um, and that was straight to video, um it was a while and then we got the remake in 2003 okay uh, by marcus nispel i believe that's his last name um i remember seeing the trailer for it it I was actually uh i think it was on freddie vs. jason when i went and saw freddie vs. jason i think the trailer for this was was on there It came out in 2003
1: too
0: um
1: 2000...
0: yeah same really? year actually same year just earlier in the oh, year oh wow because yeah. i
1: saw that in theaters too Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I saw a lot when I was thirteen. I can't imagine. And I, a I think Texas Chainsaw had shit. a
0: Freddy vs Jason trailer on it too, so it was just really funny. Uh, but I do remember the the trailer for it, and I was actually pretty impressed. The trailer was pretty good, and it got me excited. Actually, now I will always love the the nineteen seventy six one, but the two thousand three one is definitely different. Um,
1: Bobby just moved by himself. Who? Bobby did.
0: Bobby. Who's Bobby?
1: A skeleton oh my skeleton oh Have my god a... he just moved by himself that fucking freaked me out
0: oh well you know that happens
1: okay sorry uh no it's That's okay freaked me His out i'm like what her, the hell her is fake, happening? her
0: fake skeleton in the corner moved <laughs> He's, so to get we're, we're talking we're talking about texas chainsaw 2003 maybe he likes, so he, it. Maybe he likes it yeah um I, I enjoyed it when it first came out but you know it's it's definitely different now i can kind of see that it's it kind of reminds me of a music video, the way it's shot. I don't know. I I, I really like the, the seventies one. Saw it, yeah, right, I, you know, I like when I, was young. I, I like the seventies one because of the gritty, grittiness to it, the low budget look to it. It felt more real to me. The like that's that's what I mean by that one looked like a music video because it was a little more polished looking. Yeah. like it definitely had some brutality in it. But they did rely heavily on gore, which yeah. the first one did not. And I do love gore. I do, but. I don't know it kind of took me out of it a little bit but what what really made that movie for me was the brilliant performance by Arlie Ermey as the sheriff
1: oh yeah he was perfect so good so creepy
0: he was he was a delight
1: I think the whole family was kind of creepy.
0: Yeah, they did expand yeah. uh, on the the family. Uh they did change the name. I believe it was Hewitt in the remake. It's the Sawyer's in the original movies. Um not sure why the change, but who knows. Uh and they they got a they got a really big big actor to play Leatherface. Um <clears throat> this dude was a hulking massive man um Andrew Bernarski was his name and I've heard from many people that I actually might have been real life he's kind of an asshole <laughs> but uh <laughs> uh I re- he he's in Batman Returns he plays um uh Christopher Walken's son in that movie it's funny uh so yeah the remake was all right so because that was a huge success for Platinum Dunes Michael Bay's company they were like uh, let's do another one 3 years later in 2006 we got Texas Chainsaw the beginning. So the prequel to that movie.
1: I actually watched that at the beginning of this month.
0: With uh, Matt Bomer, before and... anybody knew who he was.
1: <laughs> yeah, it didn't really hold up as much, I don't think.
0: It's it's kind of like... Now, I know this is... You're going to r- just give me this look of why would you compare those two movies. And I'm not comparing them. It just reminds me it. of it. Rogue One. So because... What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm only comparing it because you know if you've seen the other Star Wars movies and you know Rogue One takes place at this time, you know none of those characters are going to live. It's the same thing with this Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because it's a prequel, you know none of them are going to live. That's the only comparison I give it. But that's really any prequel. The Thing, that prequel. Is that better? If I just say it's it's like the Thing prequel. Yeah, that's better. You don't <laughs> okay. talk about
1: Rogue One like that. Ah,
0: anyways. <laughs> Uh, it was, it was, uh, so Texas beginning was filmed similar to the remake as far as the look, the tone, the being polished. Um, it's just same kind of story. Some kids take a wrong turn and, and they get, you know, killed and you do get to see a little origin of the, of their version of Leatherface, the Hewitt, uh, family a little bit, how the sheriff becomes the sheriff and things like that. Um but i don't know if i necessarily needed to know that stuff no they weren't really questions that i needed answering so that movie is pretty skippable in my opinion it's I it's think. well made for what it is but it's just it doesn't last it doesn't yeah. leave a lasting impression <clears throat> all right so then it was quiet for a while and then in 2013 they decided to go with the trend And that was Texas Chainsaw 3D. Now, I I, I wanted to see it in theaters because I like 3D. I love 3D movies. I wanted to like this movie,
1: but I don't. I know you like it. I do
0: like it. I liked it better than The Beginning. (laughs) And I like it better than uh, Next Generation. Yeah, (laughs) I'm
1: just not a fan of that. Um, the main girl.
0: I get it. When you don't like these horror movies, it's the main actress (laughs) that gets to you. It is. It's
1: distracting.
0: She wasn't. She was just. I don't know. I didn't care. About her, I didn't yeah. care about her story.
1: It's just what it's just sometimes the acting for me. It's it's like it's not just the actress. It's like I, I don't like her acting, and and I think that's what's distracting for
0: me. I get it. I get yeah. it. Um, and I
1: hate hate to feel that way. Like
0: the, no, it's fine. That a lot of people feel that I way. I know, for sure. but I don't there, like to there, judge
1: people because. But I just
0: well, they're doing better than we are. I know, <laughs> um, but it's just like, if I've
1: seen so many movies yeah. with that same person and they, I'm just, no, there. I,
0: I completely get it so, and I'm not criticizing so it's not or not just this one movie. Nothing. What, no. Uh, enough, but. Um, but to be honest, no, I, I didn't care about her or her dumb friends that took a wrong turn, yeah. <laughs> like on all these movies. Um, what, the reason why I enjoyed it had nothing to do with them or their story. Yeah. Even their, the way they died. it, it I don't even remember any of that stuff. <laughs> what I liked about it is the continuity. So this this movie was um, one of you know now now there's a there's a whole category of these movies like Halloween did it, Candyman did it. So this movie ignores all the sequels and is Some only sense that a- and, and is only a sequel to the original 1976 version. There's definitely some mistakes in the time framing of this movie and where things take place. But I think because you don't know exactly what year Texas Chainsaw 3D takes place, that's kind of how they get away with it. But it's if it was really following it by the years from the first one, our lead character would be 40-something. But she's only like in her, what, late 20s, early 30s? Yeah. So it's a little off, but like I said, they don't really show anything in the movie to tell you what year it is. But they do have, like, iPhones in the movie. So, I mean, you can kind of guess. But if you just get past that, (laughs) just don't think about that. I thought they did good with everything else. I I like the actor, I don't know his name, but that played Leatherface. I thought he was a good uh, version of Leatherface because he was, like, a 30-year-later version of the one from the 70s. He even walked with a limp because at the end of the first movie, Leatherface... Chops his own leg, you know, after getting hit by a ham um, a hammer to the face. <clears throat> I need something to drink. <laughs> um, voice is cracking all over the place. Uh, so I like that they do start the movie off in in the uh, the Sawyer house and everything, kind of like Devil's Reject started uh, with the family. They recasted um, the the father because that actor passed away. So they Bill Mosley plays him so it's a flashback so it looks good and uh, Gunnar Hansen makes a makes a cameo in there and he was our original Leatherface and then sadly he passed away um, I don't know I just I like some of the I, I thought every, a, a lot of the other things going on in it Leatherface and the other things thank you so much uh, was what made me appreciate the film because the, the movie was cl- clearly made by fans fans of the original movie and they wanted to make A sequel that could live up to it now yes the teenagers or young adults in it were dumb but so were the ones in the original (laughs) i mean i as much as i love the original oh my god franklin bugged me so much guy in the wheelchair yeah he bugged (laughs) the hell out of me and the other and like it was it was frightening and it was realistic looking and sally ended up being a final girl and a badass at the end but the other friends forgettable like they they had iconic death scenes with like the meat hook and the the hammer to the face, but their characters were nothing. Yeah. They were just about as nothing as these new ones. It's just that's how I see it. So yeah. when I watched the Texas Chainsaw, it's really about the villains. In, in my that's what I'm looking at. Anyways, but you know I get it, and and if people really hate this movie, I totally get it. It's uh, but I I wanted to see it in theaters because it was 3D, but I did end up buying it buying it in 3d uh for blu-ray 3d blu-ray so i can watch it um now we think that would be the last one nope we got one more
1: oh yeah i forgot
0: (laughs) i know because it's forgettable it's not very great um i had high really no (laughs) (laughs) there uh there was a couple of interesting moments and it Lily uh taylor is in it and she was actually really good she was mama sawyer yeah she's in the conjuring the first conjuring movie she she did a great job in it steven dorf was the cop in it and he did a pretty good job for what was written for him everything else wow so this is a prequel another prequel this is young leatherface this is like teenager age leatherface this is something i definitely didn't need to see and it's interesting, because it tried to play with your mind, because it has these other teenagers in it that are psychopaths, and it's trying to make you think, like, ooh, this kid's probably going to grow up to be Leatherface, or is it this kid, you know, or whatever. But either way, I was like, I don't care. This movie's not very great.
2: <laughs>
0: no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's re- like said, it's really only worth the watch to for Lily Collins and... Uh, or Lily Taylor.
1: Yeah. Not the girl from uh, no, Mirror. I, I, not the girl
0: from Mirror, Mirror. Sorry, I got her mixed <laughs> up. But, uh, Lily no, Taylor I'm a and, uh, big
1: fan of her, actually. Yeah,
0: and she was great. Um, and the look of the film is fine. It does have that grainy style to it. I believe it's directed by the Sasca sisters, who did um, American Mary with uh, Catherine Isabel. Um, I could be wrong there, but I think that. Anyways, that was not that great. Um, so, yeah, eight films. And there is a ninth. Uh, it's being written. And they're talking about Old Man Leatherface, which they already kind of did in Texas Chainsaw 3D. I mean, it was like 40 years later, so he was already an old man. So I don't know what they're doing with this series. But you know what? At the same time, I'm glad it's still alive in a way where future generations can enjoy. And if they hate it, they can go back and watch the classics so that the classics never die. It's
1: kind of like Batman or Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, they're just going to keep redoing them just to keep them alive. Or maybe a
1: ton of different versions.
0: Or they're doing... Another logical thing and just making these movies to retain the rights like that's why they keep making these straight to video hellraiser movies that suck so they can keep the rights so they can yeah. <laughs> keep it for a longer period of time to work on something good in their mind uh yeah texas chainsaw massacre you know there was a video game for this for atari no yeah pretty crazy you should look that up very interesting all right what do you got next
1: A uh, child's play Ooh. Yeah.
0: don't fuck with the chuck i love that i love <laughs> that line <laughs> <laughs> i i like i like that series uh they there's a lot of weird ones in it um oh yeah but i like love
1: seed of chucky i can't that's that, probably
0: the worst that one. is
1: one that i i can't i i, I will watch but um i, it's, I, I try to yeah, avoid it's a hard it. one to rewatch. Yeah. but it really is
0: I love Brad Dorif. He's so good as oh, the voice of Oh yeah, and his Chucky. daughter is great too. She's she looks I, like him. Creepy. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm
1: not. I I will admit, like I, I am a big fan of all of them except Seed of Chucky mm. is not one of my faves. But um, I, I don't really like Curse of Chucky either.
0: I well, probably because not I, not saying your reason, but I'm saying like uh, it's uh, it's an unpopular one because yeah. it we were used to the more comical chucky for a while from bride and seed yeah. and this one was trying to go back to the original by making it creepier plus they didn't have the original doll to use so they kind of had to re uh remake the doll redesign it yeah and that kind of put people off but i don't know you're you know i'm not I saying know. those are your reasons but yeah. i think i like because there's other people that didn't really like it i did um i
1: mean i'll watch it like i watched it um a few weeks ago actually
0: and she did a really good job in the movie yeah, too, for she's being great. The, I, I, the lead.
1: Um what's her name? Fi- is it Fiona? Fiona okay, Dorf. yeah. Yeah. Um and she does great and she did great in Cult of Chucky, and even though that <laughs> is probably
0: that one was a weird one too. Yeah, but, but I, I enjoyed too, it but... though. Um there are seven movies in this series.
1: But the first two I think are two of my favorites. I actually really like Bride of Chucky too.
0: I love Bride of Juggie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ronnie Yu directed that, and then he went off to direct Freddy vs. Jason, which was perfect. Um, three is my favorite, because three was the first one I saw in theaters.
1: Okay, see... The um,
0: military school one?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I actually had to buy that separate, because if I remember right, the box set that I got did not come with number three. It was like one and two, and then it was Bride of Chucky, and it did did not have the third one. If I remember, I still have it, so I will look. Do not quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it was was missing one, and I'm pretty sure it was the third one or the second one.
0: There is a set that I have on DVD that has all of them. It doesn't have Cursor Cult, but it does have all of them except the first one.
1: Or that's maybe, the one maybe missing. that's what this one was. i had to buy that separate. i can't remember but i have to look it's it's in here i think behind Damn, me but... these
0: dvd companies just put them all in the yeah, same it was set. missing one and i
1: thought maybe it was a third one but I, I could be wrong so again do not quote me on that and um i will check but i know it was missing one of them that i had to buy separate because i was like what the fuck <laughs> but so, that was so long ago
0: that, yeah um, um yeah seven movies in the series if you include the remake. And the first one starred in 1988, directed by Tom Holland, not Spider-Man. Aww. <laughs> Same name. <laughs> Little <but> baby <laughs> Tom Holland. He wasn't right, even born yet. Directed, <laughs> he was the stand-in for the doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Andy. <laughs> yeah, He was Andy. <laughs>
1: no, he was still um, even not even born yet.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Brad Dora My God. Uh, he's.
1: You hear his voice, and you're like, ooh.
0: He's. Yeah, he's the only one in the whole series, other than the remake, to remain the same character. He played Chucky for uh, the all six, the first six movies. Yeah. Mark um, Hamill
1: did didn't do a terrible job, I don't fine. think,
0: but was it was no Brad Dorif.
1: Yeah, and remake. and. Brad Dorf even came back, thanked the Lord uh, for, the for the Chucky series. For the series, yeah. He just
0: has the perfect voice, mm-hmm. and I actually like him in everything I see him in. Yeah, um, like he's in Harry Potter, right? Yeah, I think
1: yeah. he's the creepy. Um...
0: He's always the creepy something <laughs> in yeah, the movies. I appreciate and that's him. He's honestly my favorite. Like the only thing I really liked in Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. He played uh, the cop, mm-hmm. the father of. Um, her friend of Annie. Yeah. He was the best part of the movie for yeah. me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was so good.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but no, big fan.
0: But yeah, so we had the first Child's Play in 1988, and then part two um, in 1990, um, which was great. So the first two and and uh, were, you know, they they had a couple one-liners here and there, but they're most strictly horror.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, three in 91, one year later, two was such a huge success that they were like, greenlit that one, we're going next. <laughs> go, go, go. Uh, you start to see some of the comic stuff in Chucky in three more than you did in the first two. Because I think at that time they realized, he's. it's kind of a silly character. Like yeah. it was creepy. Definitely in the first two movies, this oh, yeah. doll that comes to life that, that has the the soul of a serial oh, killer. I was that's terrifying. Terrified
1: but... the first time I ever saw Chucky. He haunted my dreams. It was him and critters. Remember? I remember talking about but this I before.
0: Think, I th- I think the writers at the time knew that they couldn't keep that going. So they had yeah. to kind of give him more comical things to mm-hmm. do. Um so I've... that's why we got that full rendition in Bride of Chucky, which wasn't really horror that was mostly comedy yeah, with some horror with some horror mixed in <laughs> and gore but,
1: um I, my friend i remember i was like 10 or 11 and i she knew that i was terrified and she's like oh it's fake it's fine let's just rent it and let's watch it so my mom you know went to our local video store and rented it for me and that's like when i fell in love with it i was just like oh my god these are actually so fucking great mm-hmm. i don't know why i was ever afraid you know <laughs> i was just I don't really like dolls in general. Right. So I think that's also um, was a little bit of my fear behind him, you know. I get it. Just like Furbies, like fuck Furbies.
0: Okay? <laughs> Can you imagine a Furby coming to life <laughs> yeah, like, like that has the soul of a serial fuck killer in that. it. Like um, so that of Chucky uh turned it more into the the comedy, but it, but it still had some horror in it for sure. And yeah. they they introduced Jennifer Tilly into it as a as a as an ex-girlfriend of um, Charles Lee Ray. Mhm. Um, And she was a good addition. Uh, I do like Jennifer Tilly. She was great in the movie. She actually plays herself Um, in uh,
1: the Seed of Chucky. Yep, she plays herself. And
0: she plays (laughs) Tiffany as well. she's trying to get
1: the role of Mary. Um,
0: (laughs) But when Seed came out, that one, they went full comedy. Oh, God. I will always remember the poster for that movie. It was a teaser poster that immediately got banned they had to take down all the posters because it was too sexual for for to be put into like pub- public <laughs> what places. Was it? I know. And I used to have it. It was a little, oh, but it was a little poster like yeah. that you could get for free. But I don't have it anymore. I wish I did. All it was because it was a teaser. You know, it was like
2: yeah. like
0: a coming soon one. But it was it was a close up of his eye, and around the iris were a bunch of sperms. You know, and then the tagline was get a load of Chucky.
1: Oh my God. I'm looking this up right now. That, that,
0: wow. That was a great poster, but yeah, they, they got rid of that for obvious reasons. Um, Seed was not a financial success. Get a load it did have Redman in it. That's better that not interesting. bring up
1: some weird shit.
0: Redman and uh John Waters were in the movie, which was interesting. Uh but then, you know, we didn't hear much from Chucky for a while until 2013, straight to video Curse of Chucky. Um Yeah, I mean the bride, Seed, Curse. That's when they stopped calling it child's play. They just called it something of Chucky. Um I guess that was more marketable. Uh, Curse of Chucky, we, we discussed a little bit. I did enjoy it. They try to go back to their horror roots, uh, making it more um, suspenseful.
1: Right, and, and and, I, I thought it was. And I cult of it was Chucky, pretty, we got older Andy.
0: Yeah, cult of Chucky brought yeah. back older Andy. Uh, he didn't he didn't come back until this movie. Like he was in the first and the second, but they had a different actor that played him in the third one in military school. That was Justin Whalen uh, that played him, uh, but we got to see him return for a cult of chucky and then we had the remake in 2019 with, um aubrey plaza which i like her but i didn't like her in that movie
1: <laughs> i guess i don't remember i don't know i have to watch that again it's on my the list. remake
0: yeah it just she's just how she is in a lot of things it just didn't work for me i don't know yeah she wasn't oh, believable sure. as her character uh but i do like her and the kid was fine and the movie's okay i mean they, they they had to kind of get up with the technology and basically they had a a a doll version of siri and that's kind of what, yeah, what he was. I, was I did um not,
1: here i go again i was not impressed with what he looked like <laughs>
0: mediocre yeah. well they had to redesign the doll i know so. they did but it's a remake you know
1: and but the show looks great and mm-hmm. I, I hear great things about it and there's only two episodes so far weekly so, things so yeah. we'll yeah. I do have it recorded, I just I hope haven't. it
0: keeps going. you know keep keep Chuck alive might as well uh there's yeah. no plans for another movie at the moment right now, so I think it's just the show, so we 'll see how it goes.
1: You know me, I like my shows, so
0: you do like your shows um i 'm going to stick with the whole doll thing and talk about one of my favorite franchises ever, and that is puppet oh, master. I think Puppet Master might be the winner uh, so far in our list of most movies in the series. They have Uh, 14. I thought you were going to say
1: winner in general, and I'm like, that's a lot. They have
0: 14 movies. Our
1: favorite franchise in the series.
0: I know. They have 14 movies in the series. Uh, First one came out in 1989 uh, from Full Moon Features. Uh, Full Moon Features is a. I love that film company they make um, they're kind of like Trauma. They, they make low budget films and, and some of them are ridiculous but they're original and they're, they're just fun to watch and it's all these when I used to rent them all on VHS they'd have this thing at the end where they do a making of the movie and they, they talk about you know how they did certain effects in the movie and then they have coming attractions from other full moon features so that always got me excited because this was you know before the internet so I could see trailers and things like that and I've always wanted to see the next full moon feature movie, and they, they created some really crazy ones like Demonic Toys and Doll Man and the Subspecies series, which I hear there's another one of those coming. That's pretty crazy. Uh, but Puppet Master was always my favorite. They were like the the mascots of uh, full moon features. Um,
1: Can I say which, something without you being disappointed?
0: You never seen them. I've never. It's seen okay. Them. They're pretty obscure. None of them went to theaters. they were all straight to video.
1: It's just something that's just always kind of slipped by. Yeah, and it's alright.
0: It didn't get a lot of marketing. And only really it. like hardcore like Fangoria readers and things like that would like really know about these movies. Yeah. So and I will watch them.
1: I will give them a chance. But I've I do have
0: that. all of them. Um, so we got the first one in 89 and they kind of came every year for the most part uh, for a while. Uh, there were you know i think five original puppets there was blade uh it was it had a black hat and a black trench coat and he had a, a like a knife for one hand and a hook for the other he was like basically the leader uh then we had jester who was um you know like it looks like a jester with a spinning face that can have different facial expressions he didn't really do much in the first few movies he was mostly there to distract you and then later they gave him a little knife to stab people with <laughs> um we have a uh, pinhead well, who's a little uh, tiny knife a little tiny Aww. knife yeah i was like that's so cute. <laughs> it's crazy uh there we, we had pinhead who was the muscle of the group he has a very tiny head hence the name pinhead um does he actually look then, like
2: pinhead
0: no but his head looks mm-hmm. like a pinhead he looks more like a pinhead than pinhead does yeah. <laughs> but he uh but huge body and big hands mm-hmm. and he could like he could like break your neck he could break a human's neck being that small oh, with goodness. his with his hands uh we had tunneler who was uh you know like a looked like a person but his head had a drill bit on it and he would run head first with this drill on his head and go right through you it's terrifying <laughs> we had uh <laughs> miss leech and in some movies they called her leech woman it kind of goes back and forth but she was a very twisted looking barbie doll um, that could regurg- regurgitate living leeches oh, goodness. and spit them all now, over you. Now
1: I think I know why I never saw
0: those. <laughs> those leeches? Well, it's um, just like
1: kind of, I know they're puppets, but they're like kind of like dolls. And, <laughs> and
0: every sequel we got, we had like a new character for the most part that gets to appear in part two I talked about. We got Torch, uh, who wears a brown trench coat, and he has the ability to set you on fire with his little, he has a little flamethrower, but it <laughs> produces a ginormous flame. Yeah. Um, in uh, the third movie, uh, Toulon's Revenge was the subtitle for it. it was a prequel. It takes place during the uh, like the Nazi era, during World War II, and uh, it was about Toulon is the, the puppet master. He's the man who gave life to these puppets. It was, I mean, he was a ventriloquist and or uh, a puppeteer. Sorry, and he would use these puppets in his shows. And then he created. He was also a scientist. He created this. Solutioned and injected these puppets, and they came to life and did what he wanted them to do, so in the first few movies, they were evil and would just kill people um but as the sequels went on, they were turned more into good good characters, which was an interesting change, but oh. I still liked it, yeah, I kind of like both, um both of them just being evil like Chucky or good characters to help our heroes fight off something that's worse than them um the so in the third movie we had another character that was introduced six shooter looked like cowboy but he had six arms with six little guns little pistols and actually shot bullets um weapons are so cute (laughs) (laughs) uh the fourth one came out 93 uh that's when they started to become good because they the the original movie takes place in this hotel uh, uh on this cliff and uh in the original movie, our puppet master, uh, Andre Toulon, he's, uh, in the beginning of the movie, he's hunted, uh, by Nazis still. They want, they want his formula. Like the whole thing of the series is that the Nazis want his formula so they can make super soldiers and he's always evaded them. And he, you know, he gets these puppets to try to fend them off and things like that. So that's really the main storyline of these movies. And he escapes to the hotel in present day in the first movie, but, when the nazis are closing in he hides the the chest full of puppets and the directions on what to do if somebody finds them and he kills himself so that they won't find it that happens right in the beginning of the movie so and all the other ones Ah, that spoiler all the other ones are i'm just kidding (laughs) a lot of the other ones are prequels so you do see Toulon again yeah um so you know and then the fourth one we have another present day like later is like a decade later and um these young college kids they get to watch the hotel for a weekend kind of you know while it's shut down or whatever so they can do th- their thesis on things and they discover the the chest learn about the history and then they kind of he kind of uses them as for good because there's like demons in this one like this demon sends little little demon sized little little Demons, like the size of the puppets, oh but they're goodness. not puppets, but they're demons. <laughs> and Perfect. And
2: it's a puppets, little
0: ridiculous, too. but it's fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they and then they had part five in ninety four. They had one called Curse of the Puppet Master, where it probably it, it actually involved like a human sized puppet, which was weird. Um, in ninety nine, we got Retro Puppet Master, which that's a crazy stupid title, but uh, that's a prequel surprise, and it was uh, the first. Puppets that he ever made, so they weren't like fully polished. They still look like little little Pinocchios, little wooden things. And there was a tunneler, but he was like all of wood and everything. And um, that was a weird one. Uh, in 2003, we got Puppet Master Legacy, which was kind of a best of. It's like they took all the clips from the other movies and kind of put it together as this movie. <laughs> it was weird. Um in 2004 we got puppet master versus demonic toys now this one you could say is a christmas movie it takes place on christmas Um, this one is actually not by full moon it does use characters from full moon and you can tell this is so low budget this is a terrible movie but it's worth the watch terrible meaning they had to recreate the puppets kinda like they had to recreate chucky and it just didn't look right they didn't look like their old selves but this is bad because they have a young Andre Toulon, and he's played by Corey Feldman. Yeah, as a scientist oh, with gosh. a daughter that creates <laughs> these puppets. Yeah, okay, Ooh. on Christmas. <laughs> so uh, that one's that one's a fun one to I'm watch. I'm
1: interested.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have it. And then it was kind of silent for a while. Like, Puppet Master has a cult status for sure. I mean, they, they've made action figures. they made, you know, all sorts of things. And then in 2010, we got a return. There was a trilogy coming that was planned that's all... They're really all about the World War II era with the Nazis and everything. So this trilogy was, like, the, that during that time frame with a younger Toulon and we had axes of evil in 2010 axes rising in 2012 and axes termination in 2017, they were entertaining. They're just not as good to me as the first like few of them. Um, then we got a remake. We actually had a puppet master remake in 2018 called puppet master, the littlest Reich. What? Yep. And it starred, um, God, what's his name? Uh, A guy from Reno, nine one, one, um, Thomas Lennon. I was like,
1: which yeah. one? Yeah, Thomas
0: Lennon, the short shorts. Thomas oh, Lennon my uh, stars in it. He plays it semi-serious, and he's just a big doll fanatic. And it's really about, like, this doll convention that goes on in this, this hotel. And, yeah, the puppets are there. It the is, same it, hotel? No, I think they're trying to bake it the same hotel, but mm. it's clearly not. Um, so this one's probably the bigger budgeted of the the movies, but y- you would never be able to tell. But, <laughs> but uh this is probably the goriest out of all the Puppet Master movies, and it has the most puppets out of all the movies. I mean, there's like a hundred of them. Oh, damn. And there's a lot of killing in it. It's so over the top. Not meant to be taken serious. It is ridiculously over the top. It's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just recently, I, did just, I ordered it from Amazon, but I didn't even know it existed, to be honest. It just kind of came across. I'm like, what the hell is this? Oh, my God. They made a spinoff solo movie for the blade puppet and called it blade the iron cross came out last year straight to video so i had to order it i haven't watched it yet but i got it
1: (laughs) hopefully it's not disappointing (laughs) and
0: you know they they are having there's going to be a couple more solo movies based on different characters so we'll see how it goes i mean i do like that it's still going and it still has a fan base and there's a video game coming out next year for it i'm not sure what system but Uh, It is coming. I have seen the preview for it.
1: Interesting.
0: Puppet Master. Great theme song too. It has the same theme song in every movie, and it's pretty great. All right. (laughs) What do you got? Uh,
1: good old Halloween.
0: (laughs) Mm Mhm. Another series that's still going. So.
1: Yeah, and how many movies of this? We got twelve. Twelve in that. I'm I'm including uh,
0: Halloween Kills, so. We'll have 13 of them when Halloween ends comes out, which will dethrone Jason.
1: Oh, don't come out. But that, <laughs> Just kidding.
0: Pup Masters still got them by one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this movie was originally supposed to be called The Babysitter Murders. Mm-hmm.
0: Which it still kind of is when you watch
1: it. <laughs> yeah. They they wrote this in like 10 days, mm-hmm. which is insane to me. But I, I love these movies. hmm all of them
0: yeah i i like a few of them i do appreciate them i do you know he's a he's an iconic slasher he's no jason to me but he's he is an icon um first one 1978 and that's still my favorite one out of all of them is the first one
1: friday the 13th oh no halloween (laughs) duh that did um I think so too. I think the first two. I like the first two.
0: Yeah. Two had some weird things in it. I mean, I, I the, like, the
1: whole sister thing. I mean,
0: yes, it did start that yeah. whole storyline that to, not, to yeah. that's kind of what kept it going is that Michael has and, relatives and spoiler, to and the all newer these characters. Ones, they,
1: she is not his sister.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen the one from 2018, I mean, yeah. you've had time. Right.
1: So <laughs> Just telling
0: you. Then you're just not that interested, and you won't care about this way. <laughs> They're sweater. not
1: related. but.
0: And um, I th- that wasn't in John Carpenter's original plan. And because I like that, because in his plan with the original is that he was known as the shape. You know, that's what his character was. Yes, he has a name, Michael Myers, but his name, but he was the shape, which means he was a human shape of pure evil. Yeah. That's what he was. I... At the time, I was fine that he was related to Laurie in the sequels, but with them taking that away in the newer ones, I was happy with that too. I think it's a little scarier that it's just someone you don't know.
2: No,
0: I mean, I... not that she really knew him, but at the same time, it's like yeah, they're brother and sister, but there was no interact. Like he had a sister in the first movie but and they, killed her. Yeah, and they and never then, showed another one. Right, and it just yeah, they just yeah, just kind of threw that in there. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's kind of lazy, but that's just how they <laughs> how they were able to keep it going. Because then every other movie after Laurie, you know, when Jamie Lee Curtis stopped being in those movies, which was just one and two, um, until later, he was related to somebody else that was the main character of the movie, like the um, Jamie. Uh, it was like his niece, you know, and like all these other oh, characters. Yeah. So it's, it just became a Michael Myers family tree uh, series. So yeah. I guess that's why I didn't really care for some of them.
1: And then that then she kind of just totally went away when they got to um
0: yeah she dies in the beginning of six in the curse of michael myers she dies
1: yeah but uh what is it resurrection which one's the one with uh josh hartnett that's h2o h2 no
0: yeah h2o
1: resurrection is the one where they're in the house
0: yeah resurrection is buster rhymes
1: oh okay i don't know why i always h2o is at that college Yeah, yeah yeah okay that's the one like he's not even in the new ones. So again, they brought in another family member to uh Well, yeah, just Lori's
0: Lori's son. Yeah. Um I liked H2O. Um I liked it better than Halloween 2. Um Jamie Lee was great in it. Um
1: Well, she's always great.
0: And uh but there is one and it had the best ending out of all the Halloween movies. And then it was just totally negated in the next one. And then we'll talk about that one. But fuck. Resurrection's the worst out of all of them. I don't care what anybody thought about Halloween Kills. God, Resurrection's so bad. Uh, but yes. um, And it's not even cheesy bad. It's bad. Like, it's like cheesy good. It's just bad. Um, But H2O, the thing that... The, there's one thing in the movie that just bugged me. And it's a little nitpick. I still really like the movie. The music's good. And the acting is great. Um, it's that... You see Michael's eyes. I don't like that. Like, it looked it like in the other movies, it was mostly just darkness yeah. in the eye holes. And in this one, it, you see too much of his eyes <laughs> and the skin underneath his eyes. You're like, like no, it just. Oh, you
1: are supposed to be a stranger.
0: It's. Or yeah. you're supposed that to was be a mysterious. little distracting <laughs> to me. But, like I said, it's a very small nitpick. But it was a great little showdown with Laurie at the end of the movie. Uh, Halloween 3 like we were talking uh the season of the witch you know the reason for that is that John, you know John Carpenter you know he he they t- they told the Michael Myers story at the time and they wanted to do like an anthology series and release a movie every year under this label as a different halloween story so i like what they were going to do with that and that would have been the first one and the next year would have been something else but yeah. because they called it Halloween 3 and it didn't have michael in it people got crazy mad at it and just petitioned so eventually they you know gave in and brought him back for halloween 4 which is why they called it the return of michael
2: myers
0: (laughs) um but i do want to point something out that's really funny so we had part four which was return of michael myers the fifth one was revenge of michael myers and the sixth one was curse of michael myers that is the thorn trilogy in in the michael franchise because that's when they introduced the whole idea that he was of a satanic cult and like they they try to give him these backstories on why he does what he does and that's probably why i didn't really like him because i liked in the first movie he just was a kid and he just decided to just do this and he was he was just pure evil there was no explanation but this thorn trilogy they tried to give an explanation and we had return revenge curse I also like to call it the Pink Panther Trilogy because in the Pink Panther series, in order, Return of the Pink Panther, Revenge of the Pink Panther, and Curse of the Pink (laughs) Panther. So that's the Pink Panther Trilogy. That is
1: hilarious. I still love them all.
0: Yeah, I know. It's because of the Michael character, and there are some things in it. And I do like the Halloween Kills kind of did the mob thing because in part four we had a little side story with the mob. So I thought that was kind of cool they brought that back. And I yeah. like the Season of the Witch uh, Easter eggs in the Halloween Kills. Those kids w- were wearing those masks from Season of the Witch. Although we didn't get to see that great, you know, hear the great uh, theme, the commercial for uh, happy, happy yeah. Halloween, yeah. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> um, funny. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I Curse was the first one I saw in theaters, the as a youth, like I, I've seen the other ones, but that like that was the first one I actually like got to go to theaters and see. So at the time, yeah, it scared the crap out of me. I like never when he,
1: saw any of them in theaters he, until uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween.
0: Yeah, I saw them all after that in theaters, the ones that got released. But Paul Rudd, he's a national treasure. He's delightful. Good mm-hmm. so God, Paul he's
1: Stephen he, Rudd. Yeah,
0: back but then. he sucks in that movie. He's not that great <laughs> of a character. He, he, I don't root for the yeah. guy. He's just kind of there, and they did have two different cuts of curse of Michael Myers because they had the theatrical and then they had like the producer's cut. Well, they had three the director's cut and producer's cut. And the difference is that there was even more to that thorn stuff. in one of the other cuts that made it, it made it made more sense because the theatrical cut is kind of choppy and it ends really weird with like Michael's mask on the floor And you can hear Dr. Loomis cackling in the background, like, what was going on there? (laughs) That was from a cut from one of the other cuts. They really got weird in some of those other cuts where they had these, like, magic stones that you put them in in a circle and that can stop Michael Myers. So there's actually a scene of Paul Rudd playing with these magic rocks in that hospital. And Michael's stalking him and he, like, sets him up in this way and it just, like, stops Michael like it's the power of those stones that yeah, stops michael it is, that and it also a it also made michael an incestuous uncle he impregnated his niece to create a new form of evil that was in the, one of the cuts too so that's why i don't really like that movie but yeah. um but they brought it back to the you know the first one with h2o which was you know uh, but it was, you know, the Scream generation because it came out like a year after Scream came out, so mm-hmm. it had that teen slasher feel to it, yeah, uh, and look to it, like it totally looked like it was written by Kevin Williamson. <laughs> but, uh, um, but it worked. I thought it was. I thought it worked well, and it had an awesome ending where she chops his head off, and then that damn resurrection came out and ruined it. You know what, and I, I know people are like, what, you don't like Buster Rhymes, Kung Fu, all? No. It was stupid. Because if you <laughs> yeah. take out Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks, Tyra Banks yeah, it's ugh. just a generic slasher a in a house her, anyway. during like a whole like the uh, like Fear Factor or whatever those shows where they have the cameras attached to their body and they're going around the house. Yeah. That's what that setup was. With a bunch of characters you didn't care about. Like, I cared about Laurie Strode. But, like, I didn't care about any of the characters in Resurrection. And then, yes, Buster Rhymes, like, uses karate on Michael Myers and actually beats him up. And he only knows karate because he saw it in movies. His character says that. (laughs) The beginning of Resurrection kills off Laurie Strode in the dumbest way. She falls off a building. Totally, because because apparently she cut the head off of the of an ambulance driver, not Michael.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh god, it was bad. So that was the end of those movies. Uh, Rob Zombie comes uh, comes around and and makes his own in uh, two thousand seven,
1: which we have talked
0: about. These, we have so. talked about and then we don't how have to uh, go part two. About these, but. And then Danny McBride and uh, David Gordon Green decided to resurrect it in 2018 with executive produced by John Carpenter and John Carpenter returning to do the music for that category of making a sequel, ignoring the rest of them and only being a sequel to the first movie, but calling it the same thing. That's the thing that... <laughs> we now have three movies called Halloween. The original, yeah, Rob Zombies, and, this, yep. and the 2018 one. We now have... We have two movies called Halloween 2. Yep. So I'm glad that they changed it to Halloween Kills, because n- none of them are called Kills. And then we have Halloween Ends. Nothing nothing like that, so that'll be fine. But the box set's going to look really weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Rob Zombies are, like, standalone, like, not supposed to be related. Oh, I know, to I know. Other ones, so. but, it, but
0: they do include them in box sets, so. And it is part of the franchise. Yeah,
1: I tried to find that, um remember i was telling you about that box set. the
0: blu-ray one yeah and it's like, rare.
1: i can't fucking find it anymore they had it at best buy and now they don't even do that yeah. they have it they're all probably making like now. a
0: they're probably making a new one and with like, newer Fuck. newer entries in yeah, it so i want to buy it and like texas chainsaw there was a video game for this for the atari also oh, nice. interesting <laughs>
1: <laughs> why did you get you got to be michael did you get to be michael
0: um no you didn't get to be michael you got to be a babysitter and you had to outrun michael in different rooms but in texas chainsaw you got to be leatherface
1: i was like how cool would it have been to be michael (laughs) well you got to
0: see it to know what it's atari so
1: (laughs) i don't know i didn't have that stuff growing Um, up
0: so so yeah i mean it's a good franchise and it's definitely i mean not good to me in a way but i mean it's, it's 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 iconic um and it's they're good ones to watch this holiday, for, oh, sure. for sure. Um yeah. Probably more than any of the other ones we talked about, just because they're called Halloween. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, for sure. Uh, so now I'm going gonna to talk about my favorite slasher of all time, and that is Jason Voorhees. This is the Friday 13th <laughs> uh, series. I love these two. 12 movies total. Um I, I love these movies, and yes, they are cheesy, they are hokey, they are 80s, for the most part, but I love them. I can watch them. You know, the first one, how a lot of people say, which came out in 1980, uh, they, they can always say with these franchises, like like Nightmare on Elm Street or like Halloween, the first one is the classic, the first one's the best. Yeah. Th- as much as I love Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. the first one is not the best to me.
1: I totally agree. I was just talking and about it, this.
0: And, and, and it's not because it doesn't feature Jason, although that is a huge part of it. It just, it's kind of generic out of the rest of them. It's pretty, I mean, it's, it's watchable for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and um, Jason's mom, the actress that plays her, does a really good job. You get to see Kevin Bacon in there. You get to, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's fun, but it, it's totally skippable. Like these movies recap each other, so you could totally skip that movie and still get the series.
1: I was just talking to Josh about that because you know I'm watching part two right now, and uh,
0: they recap. They, it. they recap <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, and I was like, "Why are they?" Doing, I forgot that they did that, and I was like, "This is so unnecessary." But
0: like, I'll always have respect for the first movie because that's what started it all. Sean S. Cunningham. Who uh, wrote in and and directed the movie? And I, I will always have respect for it because without it, we wouldn't have had the rest yeah. of the movies. But it's not my favorite <laughs> of the series. I probably like it more than Part Five, though. I think Part Five is my least favorite mm-hmm. of all the Jason movies. So yeah, You've 1980. Grown up Tommy. Um, they did release them consecutively yeah, throughout the years as well. Yep, Part Four and Part Six are my favorite
1: I like part three
0: I also respect part three (laughs) I respect part three part two came out 1981 part three 1982 the year I was born part three uh it was 3d they had to do the gimmick Uh, a lot of those movies at the time were uh, doing the 3d movies so why not jason do 3d and i do have the blu-ray 3d of it i'll have to bring it over when you guys get your glasses
1: did you did it come in that box
0: that you got yes it did and it's the and it's it's and it's the the blu-ray version so it's not it's not paper glasses this is like a blu-ray 3d one so we should watch it i
1: just need to get batteries
0: that yeah I've been saying that, that, for years, that is but... the definitive box set like they're gonna always make box sets box sets for jason movies but that is the best one i've ever seen yeah. and that is the only one you need
1: it's on sale right now and i i was like so tempted
0: it's worth it because it does come with freddie versus jason and it does come with the remake so it does it's, it's all, all of them. them i know but Already that is but. the definitive box set to have in yeah. my opinion
1: but i don't have them on blu-ray that i have um, all my copies are dvd
0: no, I, I will always respect part three uh, because that is the first time we see his iconic hockey mask. So that's mm-hmm. the first time he gets the hockey mask. Yep. So.
1: From that one guy? What's I his name? He's got it. a weird name. Leslie? No, not Leslie. Oh. What's that guy's name? Who did he get the mask from, the kid? Uh, I forget, but...
0: I can't remember either. I didn't do a lot of research yeah. on Friday 13th. <laughs> I, um, I know
1: it's, like, Leslie or, like, something weird like that. Like, something.
0: Well, I mean, he gets it, like, I think you're thinking of, oh, you're thinking of Shelley.
1: Shelly, that's yeah. it. I was, like, Shelley. I know it's a weird yeah. name.
0: The practical jokester. Yeah. That guy. The guy who tries so hard to impress the ladies, but the ladies Aww. won't give him a chance. Poor guy, yes. And he never Shelley. hooks up. He oh, never shit. hooks up in the movie. I feel bad for the guy. Aww. Um
1: Probably died a virgin.
0: He did. Well, probably, yeah. I feel bad for that guy. Uh, part four, final chapter, is, is my absolute favorite. Um, 1984. No, of course, it wasn't the final chapter. but um, uh,
1: Mention that iconic dance scene.
0: Yeah, Crispin Glover. <laughs> so this is before, you know, Crispin was... I mean, he, Back to the Future was uh, 1985, so we got to see him a year later, and he became more of a name, but this was before that, um, and he just... Boy, people just didn't know what he was capable of, and he's a weird dude, and I know he's got an interesting um, reputation in Hollywood, and you either like him or you hate him, but I I really respect the guy. He's just not really big into big movies. He just kind of does what he does. He likes making his own movies, so a lot of movies you see him in, he's basically doing it to finance his other movies, so I mean, yeah, he was in the Charlie's Angels movies, but he has admitted that he only did those for that paycheck to finance his own his own personal movies that he likes making um but yeah he plays a typical teen he's trying to get laid um (laughs) and they're dancing in a house and he i don't think anybody in the world could ever mimic that dance that he (laughs) does pretty epic (laughs) uh he uh apparently behind the scenes stuff and 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 cast interviews he, he would tell them that that is he would dance like that in clubs around that time and that's <laughs> so amazing awesome. it's one of the greatest i don't even know what to call that dance that dance i don't know what it is but it's amazing and no one can do it i don't care how good of a dancer you are you will never be able to do crispin glover's dance uh in the movie he's dancing to um a song called love is a lie by the 80s ma- 80s band lion but that's not actually what he was dancing to in the making of the movie in the making of the movie he was uh dancing to acdc's back in black but they th- that song's way too expensive and they couldn't get the rights to that song to put in the movie so he's actually dancing <laughs> to a different song um but it, if you funny. if you sync it up it, it works yeah, <laughs> if you play okay. it uh but that one's my favorite not just because of you know crispin glover although he was great and cory feldman's in it too and you know, he was he was great. Although I hear he was a little bratty little kid to work with on well, set. It People didn't like me. him. In fact, the guy that played Jason like really tried to scare him as Jason. So a lot of the reactions that Feldman when he's screaming, those are kind of real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of mean, but I think I think the kid deserved it. Um, but I, you know, I a lot of these movies, you really don't care about any of the victims. They're just victims they're horny teenagers that you love to see get killed and all as much as i like seeing these people get killed there were a few of them i actually liked i liked crispin glover's character so it actually kind of made me feel bad when he got a hatchet to the face well he got stabbed in the hand and then a hatchet to the face (laughs)
2: you
0: know and so they they actually did a good job giving these characters characters like character they weren't just cannon fodder you know um jason was great in it of course and the the, at the time the creator you know the director thought it was the final chapter so they do try to kill jason once and for all and the way it ends is they thought he was dead well no because we (laughs) did get a part five a new beginning in 1985 but it wasn't jason it was somebody else wearing the mask it was an ambulance driver taking revenge for his son or his brother special needs guy that gets chopped by an axe all because of a chocolate bar it was such a weird stupid yeah. movie yeah um, we'll skip that and tommy uh, returns cory feldman played tommy jarvis in the fourth one and we get an adult version of tommy in the fifth one and everybody thinks he's doing it and and he's like in the mental institution or a hospital or something. Everybody I, thinks he's doing it.
1: Yeah, I thought it was like some halfway house, but I was could like, be that. But I don't think that's right. I don't know.
0: I don't remember. I can't remember. It's yeah, not a very some, rewatchable. Some kind of rehabilitation yeah.
1: place of some sort.
0: And he wasn't that great. The guy that played him. No offense to the man so the sixth one came out and that's my fa- second favorite jason lives we get tommy jarvis back although it's it's a different actor now thank god and this guy's much better uh, tom <laughs> matthews was his name uh he's in the return of the living dead one and two uh and this is where jason where most people know him as the full-blown super zombie jason the unstoppable i mean he was kind of unstoppable in those other movies but this one he's like incredibly unstoppable um They actually, Tommy, the dumbass, actually, like, uses lightning to resurrect him out of his grave. Because he wants to resurrect him out of his grave so he can personally kill him and stop him forever. And when you think about that, could have just let him be. (laughs) It would have saved everything. but it was a great scene it was an homage to like frankenstein and then we got the awesome opening credits that did the the sniper eye hole james bond thing. that was great (laughs) and a whole new set of kids that go to camp and that's the funny thing so this is another reason why i kind of like the sixth one this movie these movies are at a camp for the most part Mm -hmm. all all we'll say the first seven because part eight is jason takes Manhattan. we'll get to that one
1: it was actually a camp
0: It's not called that,
1: though. What? Camp Crystal Lake is actually a real camp. It is, but
0: there's a ton of them in the U.S. It's not called that. Well, no, I'm saying, like, they're all at a camp for kids. But the sixth one is the only one that actually has kids in it. All the other ones are just young adults.
1: The the, um, counselors getting ready for the kids. Right, you don't
0: see any children. The sixth one shows the children there. So that gives it that extra element
1: yeah. <laughs> of
0: scariness. But Jason doesn't kill kids. Well, maybe he does, but you don't see him do it. He does scare them, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was badass. And then uh, the next one, we had The New Blood, 1988. Went a little different. Uh, it had the best-looking Jason, in my opinion, um, as far as like the makeup and the prosthetics, like his look. I, I just really liked it. It was the first time we got to see Kane Hodder in in the role of Jason. He's the only one, only actor to play Jason uh, four times in the series, out of any other actor. Uh, so he is the definitive Jason. He's he's a stunt man. He's a very big guy. His neck is ginormous. He has a tattoo of the word "kill" on his, inside his lip. Very scary looking man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I hear he's like the nicest guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, usually, yeah, it's usually yeah, it's usually how it is. <laughs> uh, but he is the had the best looking Jason. They had the best makeup artist. I mean, you could see like his spine sticking out of his his skin and stuff. And he just he just looked good. like that is like you look at it. You look at it for the first time. You're like, I want the action figure. Of that. Yeah, like that is perfect.
1: <laughs> Do you have that?
0: Uh, no, it was expensive. They did make like a 12 inch figure, uh, and now it's like thousand dollars or something really? like that because they, like they only eBay. did it like one time. Wow. Um. My buddy of mine has it, and I'm very, very jealous of him because I got to see it a couple of times. He'd never sell it to me, and if he did sell it to me, it would be, like, <laughs> even more ridiculous <laughs> prices. Let
1: me take it out of the box?
0: Oh, he has it out of the box. The he, box. he had it out of the box and displayed, but oh, okay. very jealous. It was, like, this big. Oh, so awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, but that one was, that one was different because they decided, you know, I mean, Jason can pretty much mow down, like, anybody. So let's give him somebody that he'll have, he'll have an interesting match with. Let's let's give him a give him a girl that has a the power of telekinesis. <laughs> weird, weird yeah. choice. Um, but it was fine. It was entertaining. Uh, I liked it because at the end, I mean, he she she puts him through some shit at the end. Yeah, that was pretty good. There were some other weird things, weird moments in the, the plot, like with her father and uh, their, her psychiatrist, which is played by actor Terry Kaiser, who was also Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's. So it was very interesting <laughs> to see that. Um, and then in 1989, we got Jason Takes Manhattan. That's probably the third worst in the series. That was pretty bad. Uh, it's it was marketed as being Jason stalking the streets of Manhattan in New York, and in the teaser you saw him in Times Square and all that stuff. So it had this big thing, but they didn't have the budget to really film that. So they only had one night that they shot in Manhattan, which was the Times Square scene. Yeah, everything else was in Vancouver because it was all alleys and like behind buildings and things like that. So that none of that was in New York; it was Vancouver. And the first half of the movie is on a boat, <laughs> which is weird because they were yeah. at Camp Crystal Lake. You didn't see them drive anywhere, but they got on a boat that goes from the lake to the ocean. It was a little weird. Anyways, uh, and it wasn't very bloody. It, they they kind of took out some of the blood uh, in that movie.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I it's know been that a minute the, since
1: I've watched that one.
0: I know that the producers of the seventh one, the seventh one was supposed to be way gorier. The uh, new blood was supposed to be way gorier than it, what it was and the producers made them edit out a lot of the gore Ugh, so the seventh one gave us the first time we saw the sleeping bag kill where he picks the girl up yeah. in the sleeping bag and slams her against a tree in the original <laughs> cut you can see like blood forming in the bag and like bursting out of it and what? guts and stuff and then the theatrical cut it's like one smack and it cuts to the next scene <laughs> yeah
1: a ripoff i know
0: yep after uh manhattan we got jason goes to hell in 1993 which took the series in a different direction as well uh and that's what that director wanted he wanted to do something different different doesn't always mean good but it was entertaining but it was weird you didn't get to see jason a lot in it just in the beginning and the end and at the end and between that it, it was his soul going into different people and they would start killing people with the yeah. soul of Jason but it's all about sending him to hell and they do they send him to hell I mean the movie's called Jason Goes to Hell so that's exactly what he does it's not Book of Shadows so he does go to hell and the Necronomicon from the Evil Dead movies makes a little cameo in the movie as well at the end I don't which was weird
1: I know <laughs> if this was like a Mandela effect thing mm. But I swear, J Lo was in that movie. And then I watched it, and I was like, "Where the fuck is J Lo?" <laughs> because I that... swear she was in that movie. Like I swear it was advertised as that. Like when I was a kid, like it said that on the box. Like I could have sworn that sounds that like that a dream you probably had. Thing. I know. <laughs> and. It- Obviously, yeah, obviously I'm way wrong. Like that's totally not true, but that's,
0: like so. I haven't heard that one, so that's yeah. that's a good one.
1: Please let me know if anybody else has thought that. Probably not. Probably the only one. <laughs> you can email <laughs> us, you can email
0: us and see if you, you know.
1: Uh,
0: uh but yes, he did goes he did go to hell at the end and we have that iconic shot where where he where these demons or whatever pull pull him into the ground and there's nothing but his mask left on the ground and then all of a sudden Freddie's hand comes out of the ground grabs the mask, pulls it down you can hear the little laugh that made me and everybody else in 1993 just go crazy like oh my god Freddie versus Jason, it's gotta happen it's gotta happen, did it happen? No, 10 no. years later? No, uh, it did 10 years later but we got Jason X first in 2002 and I think You know, and Jason Goes to Hell. Like, they had the opportunity. They, you know, people wanted Freddy versus Jason way earlier than that. But they couldn't do it because Freddy was owned by New Line Cinema and Jason, like 1 through 8, was Paramount Pictures. And they couldn't cross them. Different companies, it just, they couldn't do it. But then Jason Goes to Hell comes out because New Line bought Jason. So Jason Goes to Hell was under New Line. So seeing that little tease... Made us so much happier because we were like, they're both under the same company now. They you can do it, they can do it. And no, we get Jason X in 2002. Because you know why? Because Leprechaun went to space and Pinhead went to space. So let's have Jason go to space.
1: Even Critters <laughs> went to space. Critters I mean, came from, from space. space. But I mean, they did have a movie about it. But <laughs> whatever.
0: <laughs> so why not? Jason goes to space. Now, mm-hmm. yes, this is probably the dumbest. Out of all the Friday <laughs> this 13th is the 13th movies. One, the first as far one I as ever the saw. story goes, it is the dumbest. But you know what? I love the hell out of it. Yeah, it's I so do too. bad, it's great. It's, it makes that list of so bad, it's great. Yeah,
1: I agree.
0: Um It's so stupid. <laughs> but it has my, one of my favorite Jason kills out of all of his movies. The, now I do ice. love Yeah. I do love the sleeping bag kill. That's iconic. But The other one, I've never seen anything like it. Like, even my dad loves this kill because it's so ridiculous. I mean, there's like a sink full of uh, CO2. It's a sink full of CO2, and he just takes this girl's head and shoves it in the CO2 and pulls her head out, and her head's all frozen, and then she just smashes it on the table, and it just explodes into blood cubes. Like, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) It's... (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, that's frightful. <laughs> and there's a great. It always freak me out seeing. That. There's a
0: great interview of Kane Hodder, like really, you know, talking about how he loved making this movie. And he talks about like in the first ten minutes, he kills like eleven people, and he's like, "It's get them good," you know. And he even killed famous director David Cronenberg. He played a government agent guy and got stabbed by Jason right in the beginning of the movie. So that's pretty fun. then we got to see uber jason at the end of the movie yeah he's that's so ridiculously stupid but it's such a badass look it's jason the terminator basically if you thought he was unstoppable before i mean look at him now they had to literally launch him into space to to get rid of him they couldn't do anything else (laughs) oh i need to watch that again
1: yeah i think i have a nostalgic uh Reasons why? I oh love it, yeah, because it is the first one I it's ever saw. So stupid, you know. And I, I remember I was twelve, and I rented it right when it came out, and I was like, I want to watch this.
0: It should have been in three D. And
1: it was scary at the time. But yeah, it's <sighs> I love that movie too. Which um Jason actually is the um, most prolific murderer out of all of these mm-hmm. slasher movies, with an estimated of 146 kills. I don't yeah, know if that's went yeah, up.
0: He has, yep. Yeah. Well, if you count the remake, I guess. Yeah. Um,
1: Which, again, I don't know if this is in clowning, in clowning that. <laughs> <laughs> including he that. He does have
0: the most kills. He's like the Rambo of the horror yeah, world. But um, uh, Michael
1: Myers is not far behind. He has mm-hmm. 107.
0: Does that include Halloween kills? Because he does kill a lot uh, yeah, of people. Yeah, I don't in that know. Movie.
1: Probably not. Like, this is probably pre Halloween. So, Jason kills, needs so... to come
0: back and uh, reclaim that Which, title.
1: Um, I don't um, know what year it was, but Jason Voorhees actually got a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, I remember that, and he <laughs> yeah. accepted
0: it, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it was John Lovitz in the mask that accepted it. Yeah, I don't. And, I and can't he, remember
1: what year that was. He
0: but. was on Arsenio Hall. As well, uh, Kane Hodder dressed as Jason because they were promoting Jason Takes Manhattan. So yeah. he was dressed in his Jason, and Arsenio Hall had him as a guest. And Arsenio would just do his usual shtick and ask him questions, and he'd just sit there. Wouldn't even say <laughs> anything. Just stare at him. Breathe a little bit. Just and Arsenio would just keep asking questions, but hilarious. he would just sit there and stare at him. Yeah. It was great. Jason is very iconic. I yeah. mean, Michael's iconic, Freddie's iconic, but I all these guys are too. iconic. Like I'm a big, big, um, big fan. But, you know, Jason, he was just misunderstood. He was a, you know, a mentally disabled young boy that wanted to go for a swim, and the counselors that were supposed to watch him didn't because they wanted to get freaky with each other instead, and he ended up drowning in the, in the lake. That's sad. It is sad. And his mom takes revenge and, you know, kills the teen kills teenagers and and then she gets decapitated by a, another counselor. And Jason survived the drowning and saw that. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. You kill those teenagers, Jason. You you do do you do you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um but in 2003, we finally got Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, people can say what they want about this. This was awesome. Yeah, I This was I agree. great. And honestly, this should have been the start of other horror icons crossing over and making versus movies, but it never happened. We got an Alien vs. Predator, but that was already a comic and video games and things like that, so that was eventually going to come. But we like Freddy vs. Jason, we should have got like a Michael vs. Jason or hell, even Leprechaun vs. Chucky. I didn't care just more versus movies but it, it just didn't happen
1: would love to see michael versus jason right
0: but oh i think because they're gosh. so similar that they it would be kind of boring but i like having Freddie. Nice. Freddie and jason is pretty good because they are the two most iconic like i said michael came first i know he did his movies did you know start the slasher genre even though it was to have the, the his movie was inspired by psycho and black christmas that mm-hmm. came out before that but halloween was the more financially successful one that launched well,
1: Friday the 13th was actually inspired by halloween. right
0: actually friday the 13th was, was only made to to you know take advantage of the success of, of halloween mm-hmm. but uh you know freddie and jason they're, they're like the top dogs you know because they had the most movies at the time yeah, And uh, it was a good balance. Jason doesn't talk. He's mute. He, he grunts a little. He breathes. You can hear him breathing <laughs> a lot. He's like the Darth Vader of horror yeah, villains. And then you got like an and then you got talkative. Yeah, you got the chatty Kathy <laughs> Freddy yeah. Krueger over here. <laughs> yeah. So it was.
1: Doesn't it, ever shut up. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: perfect. Um, and there was, you know, things could have went wrong with this movie. And it was different than what I was imagining it would be. But I was not disappointed. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, their scenes together were really good. The Kane Hodder, unfortunately, was not cast as Jason, and he was a little upset by that. I was a little upset by that. A lot of horror fans were upset by that. But the new guy, I thought he did fine. Uh, Ken Kersinger, who's actually like a foot taller than Kane Hodder. He was the biggest guy to ever play Jason Damn. in any of the movies. Yeah. I met the guy. I met him at, the, at a horror convention. I shook his hand. His hand... He could grip my face like a baseball. His <laughs> hand was so huge, and when I shook his hand, I thought my hand was broken. After oh like goodness. he's a big guy, uh, but he was super nice guy. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> so funny. All these big intimidating guys are super nice. Um, but he did fine. Uh, he did kind of make him walk really slow, like really slow. I know Jason was always a walker, uh, chasing people, but he did make. But, but Freddy versus Jason made him made him walk really slow. Um, but Freddie was great. Robert Anglin wearing the makeup again was so good. Um, and that was the last time that he could, that he did the Don the Freddie makeup. Uh, for that period of time, I know he appeared on the TV show Goldbergs uh, in the Freddie makeup. But mm-hmm. the movie, Freddie vs. Jason, that was like the full-length feature last one he could do. Because the man is, you know, is late 60s, I think, or 70s. Oh, he's and and he already in can't, his 70s. Yeah, he can't do the makeup chair anymore. I mean, it just, he can't do it, so unfortunately we're we we can't really have robert england anymore
1: well as long as we don't have the other guy
0: he wasn't bad mm. it's just the movie wasn't good i love that actor i thought he yeah. was a good choice i mean robert england even know. chose him robert england wanted him okay so and i and he was so great in Watchmen, and because he had the that voice he had that Watchman voice, you know. So I was, I was like, "Ooh, what can he bring to Freddie?" I know, I know. And they wanted to make it more serious again, not Goofy Freddy anymore, which I was fine with. Yeah, I think some people didn't like that; they wanted Goofy Freddy again. But I, uh, I, I didn't need it. I was fine with the serious Freddy. But yet, I think I... because they copied the first movie way too much, instead of making yeah. their own thing. You know, at least with Texas Chainsaw Remake, they did kind of do their own thing while still paying homage to the first movie, but the Nightmare Remake was more the first movie. Right, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the Friday 13th Remake was its own thing while paying homage to the first movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it was. So the remake came out in 2009. They did not make a follow up to that. But, you know, like, uh or 2010. But, uh, like halloween and texas chainsaw it did have a video game for nintendo it was terrible but great at the same time (laughs) friday 13th i forgot to mention also had a video game for nintendo and a newer game for the newer systems Yeah. yeah so they're still alive um this is a long episode I'm realizing. Yeah, we're two hours in already. Oh my god!
1: And we, we haven't even we haven't
0: even touched the surface. Yeah. Oh gosh! Or should we, have should we like so make many? a part one or a part two? <laughs> yeah,
1: because
0: I do have the Nightmare on Elm Street series on here. Um, what else do you have? Uh,
1: the Leprechaun.
0: I got Alien. Leprechaun on here. Yeah. So wanna I, I do want to give a nice shout out to Final our to our sponsors, uh, the Whalen Corporation, and in honor of the Whalen Corporation, <laughs> yes, I did add the uh alien and predator films. So I kinda put them together as one because they do cross over in the Alien versus Predator uh movies. There were two of those. So I do uh include both of them together as one. Um so with them together there are eleven movies in the series. Uh including the prequels? It all of them. Okay. So all of the mm-hmm. yeah. So um I'm not going to talk too much about them came out 1979 the first one uh I by by ridley scott love love the first alien movie first
1: fours. you know first you, fours the first, first fours four. uh, the
0: quadrilogy um yeah, i do alien was originally called star beast that was the original That's title so for funny. it and they just went with the simplistic alien
1: like xenomorphs are just um, like kind of Freaky,
0: like. Xenomorphs are creepy. Uh, the Xenomorph and the ships were cr- designed by famous Swiss painter and sculptor H.R. Geiger or Geiger. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce that. Um, and it was great. Uh, he, that movie was really good. It's good to. It's great watching to this day um, because I think it was one of the first successful sci-fi movies that you could also call a horror movie because it was a horror movie as well even though it has even though it has it's in space in the future with aliens but if you look at the setup of the movie it's uh you know an antagonist stalking people in an area yeah so it's totally a horror movie
1: oh yeah
0: it's like he's the alien's like a serial killer on the ship stalking all the victims so yeah that that was really good but then when the second one came out they changed the tone james cameron got on board to direct it was aliens just added the s at the end for the sequel I thought that was pretty genius you know why not better yeah. than alien 2 Except
1: the Bill Paxton. um
0: yeah. yeah game
1: over man yeah <laughs>
0: um aliens it's it's debatable now if if aliens is better than alien um I think they're both great. I can't really say which one I like better because they're both different in tone.
1: Exactly. Like, I think the first one is fucking classic. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, yes, it is very, very slow in the beginning, but if you fucking get through all of that stuff, it's so worth it for the last half of the film.
0: Like, I rate it like Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, meaning that in Aliens, we got to see the badass sigourney weaver as ellen ripley like she was in the first movie but we didn't really know her yet so she didn't develop that badassery until aliens it's the same thing with evil dead ash is in the first movie but he didn't develop his badassery until evil dead yeah so i think they're both good in my opinion aliens is definitely more action horror uh it's james cameron so it's understandable uh but it was great. And uh, Bill Paxton, like she was saying, so good in the movie. Mm-hmm. I miss Bill Paxton. He was Me one of too. my favorite actors ever. Um, and then we got Alien 3, new director, David Fincher. Uh, not liked. One. Yeah, not liked by a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um,
1: I don't mind it, honestly. It's okay. I don't think it was the worst. Well,
0: Sigourney Weaver's still good. But, yeah. You do get to see the xenomorphs, which are good. I guess mm-hmm. it's just the story is kind of
1: shaves her head
0: she does shave her head she makes bald look pretty good on, yeah. a, on a woman you know, this is this is years before gi jane so uh and then we got alien resurrection uh 1997 um i don't know i think this is just as bad as alien 3 i mean
1: uh, i mean they have that creepy like isn't that creepy baby one in this one, the creepy hybrid?
0: Where it has, like, a skull face almost? Yeah, he's, like... Yeah, it's all white or... Not white, so but, like...
1: a weird bond with...
0: Yeah. And, you, you, and then he gets sucked out the little yeah, hole in the window. That's awesome. screams. But yeah, that part's awesome. But,
1: yeah, that one has questionable <laughs> moments, but...
0: Um. But it did give us Ron Perlman, and Ron Perlman's a badass. I love the guy. Um, I like that guy in the wheelchair, that...
1: And you got Winona the guns out of
0: it and stuff Winona Ryder oh, um, Earp. Winona Earp is in it <laughs> it just had a really dumb story with a whole clone of Ellen Ripley and things like that yeah. now what's interesting is that that movie was written by Joss Whedon the man who gave us the Avengers oh, and nice. Buffy <laughs> but I think it's cause and I was reading about it he kind of wanted it to make it more family friendly which is odd it's the that alien very movies very odd And the director, which uh, I I can't uh, remember his name, um, you know, obviously didn't want that, and I guess their minds kind of clashed on the set of the movie, so we got what we got. got. (laughs) So I don't know. Uh, So there were. you know, but we but Predator came out a year after the first or after the second Alien movie. Did so, Alien
1: versus Predator come before Alien? What is it? Requiem, Requiem. Well,
0: that's the second Alien versus Predator, actually, Requiem.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so Predator forgot. came out
0: in '87, uh, directed by John McTiernan, the man who gave us Die Hard. Uh, predator is awesome. Predator I, is full of testosterone and
1: fucking freaked me out.
0: Schwarzenegger and Jesse Ventura like, and Carl Weathers. Nothing
1: is scarier than a Predator that you literally can't see.
0: And it was really interesting, like how they did that too. That how they scared
1: him. me so much as um, a
0: kid. What's funny is that the original concept for Predator, like the movie, it actually came from a joke. They were they were uh, Rocky was huge at the time and they were like What hasn't Rocky fought? E.T. That's kind of where it came from. (laughs) Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme was the original actor to play The Predator. Uh, At the time. I'm so uh, glad
1: that they went with Schwarzenegger.
0: No, no, no. The Predator, not Dutch.
1: Oh! The Alien.
0: Because at the time, the idea of a real martial artist using his abilities would make the Predator seem more agile and ninja-like while he hunts his victims. And that was a cool idea. Van Damme was all up for it. Unfortunately, the original suit that they made for the movie, which wasn't what we got, it looked really weird, like a lobster creature-looking thing, uh, it made it impossible for Van Damme to like, perform his stunts because he would constantly complain that it was too hot in the suit and he would often pass out so they did have to replace him with an actor who was like a foot and a half taller than him and redesigned the suit
1: oh damn Um, that probably cost a lot
0: but we got the better suit but you should look up the picture of the original suit it's quite hilarious but yeah Van Damme (laughs) was in that suit and and, and that was a cool idea to have to have Predator be more agile and not really use weapons and just be flipping around like a ninja especially being invisible and stuff Mm. Uh Peter Cullen uh voices the Predator. Peter Cullen is Optimus Prime from Transformers.
1: Okay.
0: So, yeah, uh I like Predator. They're obviously different than Alien, but Predator is a cool He's like he's just a he's just a badass villain. I don't <laughs> well, know, he's really cool looking. He's, he is he is ugly as shit. <laughs> uh but he's got cool weapons and a cool helmet. Uh we did get a, pre- a sequel to Predator. Um in the 90s and uh in 1990 and it was okay uh they they dropped schwarzenegger gave us danny glover and it took place in um la LA, yeah yeah the concrete jungle as they call it uh (laughs) and it was like one of like the hottest years ever so i i like the different setting you got
1: to go on their ship in that
0: movie you got to see their mm-hmm. ship at the end you got to see a little xenomorph skull on their ship as yeah. well so that was that was the hint that Alien vs. Predator was probably coming um, but it wasn't because we had you know the, the Alien 3 and and uh, stuff like that in Resurrection uh, we, yeah and Resurrection uh, we didn't get Alien vs. Predator until 2004 and it's directed by Paul W.S. Anderson who gave us Resident Evil and Mortal Kombat and people were automatically pissed off at that movie because it was PG-13 it was oh, the first movie in all the series that was PG-13. But you know what? Rewatching it, it's actually pretty great. Um, it's not the best, but for what they had, thought it was good. And the PG-13, it just dumbs down the violence of the humans. But the violence between the Alien and Predator is still pretty gory. And that's what we want to see. Yeah, We want to see the Alien and Predator fight and kill each other. I mean, we've seen them kill humans in other movies. So we just want to see them do their thing to them to each other and that's what we got and then you know they did do um the sequel alien alien it was so the first one was alien versus predator the sequel was aliens versus predator requiem
1: okay that's right i, don't know why I just thought it was like alien requiem. that's why i don't know why um i forgot
0: that movie's terrible.
1: Yeah, maybe that's why I forgot about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. That movie, they almost it's almost like they were like, let's try to recreate the tone of the very first Alien. Cuz they they do shoot it like it's a horror movie. They shoot it like it's a slasher in a small town. It just doesn't work now. No. At all. And it's so dark. They're like not like dark humor or dark no, I whatever, know what like you mean. literal a dark. dark. Movie. Like yeah. they there there's close-ups you never can tell what's going on. But you do, in, then the the ending of the last one, Alien vs. Predator, we got to see the hybrid uh, Pred-Alien, which was interesting. It was like a Predator and an alien together as a being. So we got to see that again in this one, but you couldn't see it because it was so dark. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's so gory. There is a lot of gore in in Requiem. And some of the gore gets really off. Like, just why? Like, there's a pregnant woman and she gets like the little face huggers inside her body to lay lay like to feed on the child and so like it's like why why would you go that route like that's weird Mm -hmm. uh so that one's not great we did get another predators movie in 2010 called predators they just they just slap an s on at the end that's how they make sequels and that was fine it's like they
1: can't think of like a a, like a sequel name and they don't want to just call it like predator
0: Right. That's just Predators. Um, Which was entertaining. um, Directed by a a man named Nimrod Antel. it has got a great name.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, But produced by Robert Rodriguez, uh, which was cool. Uh, Adrian Brody was our lead. And it does have that great five o'clock bitch raping time. (laughs) Well, that was in the movie. Um, But it was basically like the first one again. It's in the jungle. Like yes, it was. The the cool twist is that it was on it was on an alien planet. So that was cool. But the bulk of the movie was kind of like a remake of the first movie.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Then we got Prometheus in 2012, which was the supposed prequel to the Alien series.
1: I I don't know why. I I just like.
0: Not a lot of people liked it.
1: I was not. I mean, it's okay. Like it has its moments. No, I wasn't going to say that.
0: (laughs) It almost sounded like. Um, God, you're, I'm just kidding. I know.
1: I'm just like no, I'm They're, like self-conscious about saying not impressed.
0: That's your thing. That's good. I know. I talk too much, and you say not impressed. <laughs> that is our things.
1: Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know why I wanted to like this movie so bad because I am a fan of you know the aliens and stuff like that, and and I didn't really even like um the other one. Uh, after Prometheus
0: what was it called oh Alien Covenant so we got yeah, Alien Covenant after I, that I don't
1: know it was okay like it wasn't the worst I liked it better than Prometheus
0: Danny McBride's in it and James Franco is yeah. in it that <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, was a
1: good cast don't get me wrong it just, uh, I
0: just, ah, you know as movies go on you know they just can't compare to the older movies right but I, and
1: I think that's where it comes from I enjoyed from, them is, though
0: yeah. I don't know. I saw Prometheus in theaters, and I thought it was pretty good in theaters. Um, it was definitely different than I thought it was going to be. But I, I like Noomi Rapace. Yeah, lead. I
1: really like. I her love a Michael lot. Fassbender. I, I, I always forget her name, but I like her.
0: It's not Rudy Mara. I know. It's I New always want to call her that. I don't uh, know why, and they
1: don't even look alike.
0: They just both have really weird names.
1: Yeah, and I always want to call her that.
0: And Michael Fassbender. But is, no, I'm a, I'm really a big good fan. In it. Yeah, and I. It just it was it, you know and they continued his story the David story in Alien Covenant yeah. but we got the Xenomorphs again or the birth of them sort of no
1: for sure like I um, I did like the the story aspect I guess um, but
0: we may have have to make uh, two parts of this episode oh I yeah so I'm gonna so, I'm gonna actually but... just say um, this is the end of part one please <laughs> join us uh, next time for part two see ya
1: bye.